arrived outside the Imperial Archive building, and you're pretty sure this is the right place for a variety of reasons. One, even in its current state, kind of run down, not very well taken care of, sort of a shambles, like the whole town is, it's a bit of a mess. Things are slowly starting to just degrade, succumb to the wilderness and the ages as they're, as they're left unkempt. It's still pretty easily identified. It it's features a massive prominent sign uh, across the front above the door in enormous stone and metalwork letters uh, denoting it the Hyden Marches Talden Imperial Archive, uh, the National Archival, uh, the National Library. It's not hard to find. It's, 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 it's pretty, pretty well signed. But also because an 8th level spell pretty much directly told you to come exactly here, so... There wasn't a whole lot of question as to where we were looking for in the first place. The guy because... was here when I cast it, at least. Yes. Who knows if he left since then. That was but... been, I believe, one intervening day. So it's not like you had, I mean, you're a 16th level party. We don't walk places or take carriages anymore unless we're really just looking to enjoy the ride. We arrived here very shortly afterward. And after dealing with this Quolox Akil, which we did not defeat but was able to plane shift away to escape a defeat after eating two of you and implanting this very deep-seated fear in Adara. You had regrouped, gathered your wits and your arms as well as you could and made your way to this building and had seen that the front door, as, mel as well as much of the front face of the building, is just wholly bricked over. I still have trucing on does it you would absolutely like... still have trucing on yes yeah so uh, is it really bricked or is it just like an illusion so trucing while it will let you uh, pierce illusions and things does not give you any sort of innate divine understanding into what you're looking at so like on a philosophical level is it really brick can we really determine <laughs> do we as humans just get to denote the true nature of objects <laughs> Alrighty, I mean, man. it sure looks like brick through your true sight. It's definitely okay. not an illusion, okay. brick. Okay. Well, I mean, if it was an illusion to 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 me, I wouldn't see the brick. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Philosophical <laughs> delve into the actual creation. I understand creation. what you wanted, uh -huh. but I'm answering your question. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Asking the real questions. Yeah, What's we're getting really the real part of it now. Is what kind of brick. brick is it? Is it red brick? Perhaps? No, it actually looks like it is a much milder, almost mottled <laughs> brown, uh, <laughs> much matching the decrepit surroundings of the decaying buildings around you. And you don't know if that's due to the intrinsic nature of the brick, its construction, uh, perhaps different components or materials of an older time past, or if the elements and weathering have simply imparted this simplistic brown veneer over near everything around you blending it all together into one ruinous mockery of what life once was here in the center of Haydn but it looks you like want to roleplay Baylor for today <laughs> <laughs> and you said you were sick and he just went on a two minute I didn't say I was sick I said I was tired alright he was tired sick yeah. with some this is, this is just insane rambling left over this from is, the fact that he's tired. This is functionally 3 a.m. to me right now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get the rantings of a madman <laughs> for this entire game. So I hope you're ready for it. Well, I'm ready. 
But no, it looks pretty, it seriously looks like it's pretty sealed. That okay, said, I mean, does a wall of brick really prevent an 16-level party from entering? Probably not. But as you approach the building uh, with your true sight still active, your eyes beaming to match Baylor's, which I'm pretty sure also just passively glow with a pale blue at all times now. Don't they? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I think Baylor's eyes are constantly glowing blue. Everyone's changed a bit in the, the two years. Guys are so crazy. Mm -hmm. But That's no, it, it, it appears to be well and truly claws. It is blue, yes. I can breathe fire. Dar is still just a dude with a crossbow, but <laughs> the rest <laughs> yeah, of you guys. <laughs> I have two wonky-looking bands over my head, but you know. I burp and flames come out. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a circlet and a second <sighs> crown sitting on top of it. Dar is double king. <laughs> two is always better than one. But no, it looks Gotta like this was sealed over very long ago. Uh, it does really look like this building has been left largely untouched for decades, generations perhaps even, and just when the Aparin Senate and the government abandoned the Hyden Marches in this town, they just sealed over their old building to prevent looting or vandalism and perhaps in case they wanted to return sometime in the future. Seems like a relatively permanent solution though. So should we look around for other doors, or can we make another door? A quick look around the building would, in fact, show you, as I'll just move everyone over to here, there is a second door on the eastern side, a smaller service entrance that is still available. If I scout, around, uh, like, along the wall, if I kind of uh, walk along the wall of the building, can I sense any intelligent beings inside so remind me what your thing does i know you have a, a new um, a new thing here this is let's see exactly the you got a new headband with your, your vast fortunes yeah it's a circlet of mind sight um and it ends up being able to sense within a 30 foot uh radius i think it's in true walls and stuff uh, uh, let's see here. Circle of mind sight. Sense. Uh, so the circle that's where sense the presence of other thinking creatures in the immediate area were against the benefits of blind sense for 30 feet. The blind sense fundamentally, the way that works, is it lets you see. I, I suppose, for lack of a better term, the living essence of somebody. It's not its not precise. It's not blind sight. So you don't see, like, a humanoid outline if someone were standing in front of you. Like, as you look across the party, mm -hmm. though, you can see glowing emanations kind of swirling around them. Their energy, their auras, their chakras, if you will. But that is still a type of vision. Uh, it actually does not penetrate through walls. Oh, okay. But it would allow you to see anyone who was completely invisible uh, or hidden by any other means, but it doesn't, it still requires line of effect. Okay. Okay. Cool. That I was like what that. I wanted to so, check because I thought it did, but I wasn't, remember, I know we looked at it, but I didn't remember exactly what the item was, so I was double checking. Okay. Um, okay, perfect. I would not go against the wall. Right. So, I mean, you guys can come and see there are two entrances. Uh, and a full circle around the building would not reveal any more obvious doors or anything. Uh, it's just the western and northern faces of this building are simply flat brick and stone, uh, even devoid of the ornamental columns and 
flanking structures that support a lot of this building and the ones around it. Uh, as you can see, this downtown district of Haydn clearly had a lot of money put into it at one time. These buildings are extravagant and ornate, just in an advanced state of disrepair. Uh, but the western and northern side are largely flat. Uh, the building also, whether for ornamental or security reasons, or perhaps a mixture of the two, does not appear to possess any windows whatsoever. And has a simple flat roof stretched all the way across the top of it. It is about, it is probably two stories high. And there's no wear or anything on the ground outside any of the doors? Yeah, like tracks. Uh, give me a survival check. Okay. Yeah. Survival check. Survival is going to be a 36. Of course it is. A huge <laughs> penchant for rolling these 36s while Shemmy 36 is around. Of course. Uh, with that, Dara, as you take a look around the area and just survey the surroundings, uh, you would see that efforts were taken to somewhat disguise movements, and there are not a lot. Uh, but there is some come and go out of this eastern service entrance here in the main archival building. Uh, and there has been some even very recently uh, within the last week, possibly even less than that. It's not expertly hidden. They didn't resources, like great amounts of resources and magic were not expended to try to hide their entrance just enough to make it so it would not be immediately noticeable to should there be any passerby to the center of the town uh, and as you look at that and see these minor almost ob slightly obscured trails and look upon the door itself uh, you can see perhaps a much more evident indication of its occupation the fairly well-wrought ornate lock made of metal and molded into the handle of the service door itself is very faintly growing, uh, glowing, a pulsating green and yellow uh, with arcane runes and sigils pulsating out in a, again, a shimmering but faint circle around the whole door handle itself. You, of course, have no idea what this means. <laughs> right. Uh, um, Baylor, you don't happen to know what those are, would you? Go and take a look at the lock. So making your way up to the door and looking over this, uh, uh, just as Dara does not need a perception check to notice this anymore, uh, after several years of training and everything that's happened, things like this are second nature to him. You especially need no spellcraft check to identify it. This is a fairly powerful arcane seal. Uh, it's a lock, but a strong one. It would be difficult to dispel through mundane means or to penetrate. So should we key make our we own picked door? up out oh. of the dog's stomach. Does that look oh. similar to this lock at all? Uh, its make does actually look very similar. Yes, uh, the key that you found in Taldagus' stomach, I assume. Yes, indeed. 
Well, before we proceed any further, no one but me can get us terribly far away from here if something goes wrong, can they? And not get us anywhere. Yeah, I believe Kahina has used both of her capes, but she does still have the banner. I have the standard. I have the banner, and that's it. I'm double-checking something real quick because of your permanent arcane sight that allows you to see... You locate in the location of power of all magical auras. It, okay, it does not inherently give you the school of magic, so yeah, okay. So, I mean, your spell caps, obviously, this thing I was talking about, you can tell it's an arcane lock. But, uh, it does require a spell cap check. So, okay, I'm just making sure I have all of this right, because, again, we're all yeah. fairly new to the 16th level party, me especially, because I have to deal with four player characters who suddenly have a crap load more abilities, and I want to make sure I'm doing them correctly. <laughs> but, uh, right, you can see that it is a you know, fairly powerful aura of abjuration. Anyway. We were debating what to do with that ring before it may be best for me to put a full teleport into it this was the ring of spell story that yes. currently has. Yeah. i mean that's not a bad idea could get us all the way back to opara in the worst case scenario which I'm sure Dara would be familiar enough with that even if the worst were to happen, he'd get fairly close to where he was trying to go. Yes, I could definitely do that. Uh, I mean, Dara does literally live there. I know that was a, yeah. largely before <laughs> you were playing that character, but your house is in a part, so he definitely can teleport there. You have that level of familiarity Kitchen. for sure. Yeah. Take everyone into your own living room. If you're alright with it, I can cast a teleport into the ring. Like a one-time thing, or a, like, once every it, once in a while thing? It, it would be a one-time use, but if this takes a while, I could refresh it if it gets used. Okay. okay. So, with that, you have, do you have prepared already, or is that something you have to get ready? That is one of my spells that I can spontaneous by giving up oh, a okay. spell of the same level or lower. So, you are quite easily able to weave a teleportation spell and uh, cast it quickly into Dara's ring in a couple seconds like anything else, regardless of whether or not you had it prepared. So, this such simple magic to trivial to Baylor at this point. And uh, Dara, as part of the function of the Ring of Spell Storing, you, you feel something that you have never really experienced before. You've had some odd interactions with Dignity's Barb, as this, this crossbow seems to be sometimes near sentient. It, it has almost thoughts. Uh, it at least expresses emotions or approval as your journeys have commenced. And uh, obviously, with your money and your adventures, you've come into more and more magical items, which will... You're not a super huge fan of this. You've gotten used to them. But this ring, this ring is different. This is not simply something with its own magic, with its own power that you can activate. As Baylor casts a teleportation spell into the ring, you gain a complete and intrinsic understanding of the spell that he is casting. 
You know teleport. You understand teleport. And you, with your own innate force of will, can cast the spell yourself from this ring. It's almost as if he's not giving you the magic, but the knowledge. His own understanding of that conjuration spell. Well, it makes me feel better knowing exactly how this works. So now the question is, do we go through this door, which I'm sure they're expecting us to, or do we make another door somewhere else and come in in a different area that they would not be expecting us to and maybe get a surprise jump on them? Have any way of making a door that wouldn't be incredibly loud? You, I, I, I was I, very disagree until that tagline. You got me with the not incredibly loud. You win this round. <laughs> I wasn't sure if maybe you had a spell that could make a door. I'm or... gonna assume Nell probably kept his paints and stuff. Uh, well, he not only kept them, he baby's, developed baby's uh, first wondrous <laughs> marvelous right. finger paints. Yeah, so he definitely has created a large supply of those, which. We should have gotten some. Should have got in on that one at the ground level, huh? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that would help us in this situation. Are you adding thinking more of to the, a wall. Uh, and are you, are you thinking of the vial that turned things into a different substance? Either or. I, I, I think that the paint will work and the um, the vial would work as well. We do still have the waters of transfiguration. We do still have the waters of transfiguration. Oh, the I thought that was you, on him too. Yeah, okay. the ones where you can like drop a little bit of this liquid onto a stone wall and transform it into wood or paper or whatever. You do have those. You do not have his marvelous uh, pigments. The water so, could we do that? Could we make a door somewhere else and come in in an area that they're not expecting us? Well, I just... This may be the only door we've ever had the key for. But if it's obvious, it feels like a know? waste to not use the key and walk in the door like people for I, once. And we can. I'm. I'm just saying, if they're waiting for us, which obviously, being attacked already in the street, they are. It might be more beneficial to us to come at them from a different angle. That they're not expecting. So, I wouldn't mind trying out the roof myself, but just I, that add was one actually... little more bit into this, Baylor, you would know that something the size of a door, the waters of transfiguration can warp, but this is a little bigger than a, a metal grate over a well, and uh, this is a, a process that's going to happen slowly over the course of maybe an hour. It's not quick. Ah. Uh. If you want to transform a wall, that's even longer. Uh, it could take up to, but but it will spread as it goes. So you don't necessarily have to have the entire wall turn to paper. Like when you drop it, the area around that will immediately become paper. So you could like I don't know, punch through and open it from the other side. But if you want to like come through a wall, you're gonna have to wait for it to spread enough to make an area you can fit through, which might be a couple of hours. The waters of transfiguration are incredibly powerful, but not quick in most situations. Also, if there's any wood inside, they're going to see the wall slowly turning to paper. Yeah, it's very <laughs> visible, too. It's not exactly secretive at all. It's quiet, but they're going to see the wall turning into paper. 
I guess more like paper mache because it's a thicker wall, so it's be like a literal pinata. Well, what would you? What are you looking for on the roof? As I glare over at Anoi. As I glare back, uh, well, you never know. There might be another way in up there, or with the waters, we can make our own way in. But it, like he said, would take a while. And we don't even really know if this is the key to this door. I mean, that could be a bomb, essentially, if it's not the right key. That is true. Do we know if this lock will sound an alarm, even if we have the key? Well, I'm pretty sure that, and I'm going to point at the, the magic craziness around the door. It's a pretty good sign that that's uh, locked in some so capacity. So let me say here... Uh... Baylor, what I gave you as you look at the door is just what you were able to identify through just glancing at it, just because that was the, the simple understanding. Uh, if you want to roll me a perception check, right, it's possible that you see more than that. That was your free low taking 10. Yeah, because you have a 16th level wizard. Uh, 44 on perception. So the 44, as you look at this, trying to identify if it's going to do some kind of an alarm it absolutely does have an alarm spell woven into it uh but like many of these arcane locks that's predicated on the door being damaged or forced uh using the key would quite fully bypass this uh you also see that there is another much subtler spell woven in underneath this a much more powerful enchantment trying to prevent entry from those that well, whoever's inside this does not want. And it's hidden, uh, disguised under the much more evident Ares of the, the powerful arcane lock and the alarm. Uh, kind of as the decoy trap is the fact that it will make noise. But beyond that, it has a much, much stronger, near overwhelming aura of transmutation. Glowing subtly underneath. That's bad. This does two things to an intruder. Uh, first, it will attempt to turn them to stone, fully petrifying the target. If they resist, the spell's magic will continue to emanate out outward until it reaches someone who doesn't. Once somebody has been petrified, the magic will then shatter them into a million fragments, destroying them utterly. However, this is also predicated on forcing the door. With your 44, as far as you can tell, using the key should bypass all of this. Should! If this is the proper key, is, I'm sure, the contingency there. Now, it does look of a similar make. That key you found looked odd because it was so old and worn and tarnished. And it does look to be made of a very similar, uh, if not identical, metal to the lock and the work around this building. And as you look at it, the key does actually have a symbol on it. It was marked. And with that... It was, it was very, very old tall door crest, wasn't it? Yeah, an old... Yeah, it was the tall crest from 200 years ago. Yes, that's what it was. Uh -huh. Which, based on how old and how long this building's been abandoned, seems to you to line up with what this is. 
Uh, all signs do point towards this being the correct key for the door, even the size. Uh, if you look at it near, uh, it, it lines up exactly with the hole of the teeth and bidding on the key, looking as though they'll pass into here freely. It looks in all ways like it's the right <laughs> key. Will that stop player characters from being suspicious of it? Obviously not, but... Well, clearly this is a trap and we should definitely not put the key in the lock. No. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it was part of their plan to be bit by the dog and have the dog swallow the key mm -hmm. <laughs> to lead us here ready. to try the key to activate the trap. I mean, if that's, was their, if that's the plan of their trap, I would just give it to them, honestly, because, I mean, they're playing some four-dimensional chess that clearly we're not going to be able to contest. Yeah. But that's just me. If, if, if their setup is that in-depth, we're screwed anyway once we get inside. That's true. <laughs> so. Maybe we should still mage hand it. No, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, magic, etc. Mm-hmm. I will stand over here. <laughs> Dara, all right, fine, and backs away 20 feet from the door. You know what? That's a good idea. I'll stand right next to you. How about that? No. Ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> inching uh, away as Anori yeah. approaches, making sure to keep at least about a comfortable 5, 10 feet. A healthy distance. The two of them. A healthy distance. Eyeing her with near, near as much suspicion as the door itself. If we put Inori on one side of Dara and a door on the other side. Where I does go, Dara I'm... go? <laughs> Philosophical <laughs> questions with two perceptions. Or just curls in the fetal position. I have a teleporting ring. Dara is in a That's exactly what happens. <laughs> you take away the teleportation ring and put Dara. Dara walks into a room that has two entrances. The way he came in at an unknown door. And Nori comes into the room behind him. Where does Dara go? <laughs> Philosophical questions. Unconscious. Foaming at the mouth, twitching on the floor. Oh no. Not a good look. <laughs> Try the door, wizard. Mage hand! You got a team of cheerleaders, 15 <laughs> foot back, confident in your abilities, by the way, but 15 feet back, you know, just in case. You got this! Open the door! <laughs> You're gonna make Wait the wizard minute. open the door. Well, I mean, I'm. You have a mage hand. Like, I'm magic. I don't know. You're the one that said it would be okay. <laughs> I said it should be ability? okay. <laughs> I want to remind also, everyone we were worried about stealth like 50 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> now we're yelling emotional support this. at our wizard. We'd be like, go for it. You can do it. Yeah, team wizard. <laughs> yes. And Baylor steps forward and... I, I step up to the door. <laughs> and you... Look at the key. <laughs> Look at the door. <laughs> Look back behind me. I clearly played the lockout, but it's not too early. <laughs> See that Kahina is going to get hit by this spell if it goes off. <laughs> so 
because I ain't failing. <laughs> and I'm going to try to open the door. Alright, and then... The key turns, the lock clicks, and the door does, in fact, open. And this leads along, or it leads along through into the eastern side of the building now, into uh, a side office, uh, a room that appears that it was once used for menial bureaucratic work, still holding a half dozen crumbling wooden desks. And those desks even still holding remnants of heavy ornamentation. Uh, very intricately carved spiral legs, sides, and the, even the backs of the top, leaving uh, only the front two-thirds as a flat surface to properly be used for writing. Uh, but all of this is completely covered in dust and you know, the once proud and very thick solid tops of these desks starting to carve inward just from how long they've been left unattended sagging kind of sadly the walls are lined with empty shelves once full of course various books and tomes but nothing now but tiny spiders and their various webs and uh, as you enter this old decrepit building you actually even spook a small bird <laughs> that had uh, managed to work its way in and it nested somewhere up in crenellation near the ceiling in the back <laughs> who immediately flies out trying to find another way out of this room than the front door before wiggling its way uh, through a small gap in the ancient small wooden door at the other side of the chamber. That appears to be the only way out is the far end. What does it look like? Stepping inside. As Baylor, as Baylor steps uh, into the door and everyone starts to uh, approach a bit to see, well, well, the door is not exploded, first of all, that everything largely appears to be okay. The wall to your right, Baylor, the northwestern end of this room, swings outward on a hidden hinge. And it was not the trap of the door you need to be worried about so much as the two assassins lurking behind, their bows already drawn and the red, uh, drawn at the ready as one of them booted this wide door open. And with that, of course, I'm going to need some initiative checks. Okay. Okay. I saw this coming. I do get a surprise round. Do you act in surprise rounds, Baylor? I know Kahina does. I don't. Okay. Is that everybody? Got it all? Got it all? Cool, I'm sorry this. Oh, and Kahina also just preternaturally prepared for things at this point. <laughs> Not only gets to act in a surprise round, but also is able to move even before they're eight, they can fire a single shot. Just wow. at the sound of these hinges opening, even outside, she is already prepared. Kahina, your comment. you're up, and then it'll be both of them, and then you again with a full turn, because surprise round. Yeah. So, this, and I hear hinges, and I know that Baylor is in there, and Baylor does not need to be taking arrows to the face, so I am just gonna move right on in here. 
and just point at whichever one. Dealer's choice, really. Um, Dealer's choice. The one on the north, the one up to the north is sure. going to go for it first. It has higher initiative. And just level my glaive at her and be like, don't even think about it. And with that. I mean, she's clearly thinking about it, but she may yeah. think about it slightly less. <laughs> like, she could yeah. be convinced. <laughs> Here you go. Don't even think about it. I'll make you choke on those arrows. 44. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's definitely still thinking about it, but I don't know how prepared she really was for the party, uh, with what appears to nearly be a half-feral dragon kobold crazy shell-in lady kicking the door, <laughs> a wizard whose eyes are just glowing and seems utterly, honestly, just inconvenienced by their appearance, and they... Don't expect this reaction. They don't get this often. She is very shaken. Probably don't get much often in here, but... Probably not, no. <laughs> Maybe the first time they got it, it's like, Oh, right, let's go! And this is not how they thought it was going to happen. Mm -mm. Uh, and then you still have your movie. And now I have my One action, because surprise round. Um, so, uh... That was move in and a free intimidate. Oh, move in. I'm free dumb. I, yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't, forgot that you didn't. Yeah, I didn't action. My mistake. Um, Windows and... Okay, so then still shaken. She had her bow already trained. As she goes to loose this arrow towards Baylor. I mean, I guess wish granted, she definitely turns it towards you. Because you are... You're actually pretty scary. And Wait, do is, I not get my turn? You did your turn. You moved in. That's a surprise round. Oh, I didn't get to act. Oh, okay. Oh, this is the surprise round. Sorry. And uh, Luce is an arrow out towards you. And what's your AC? My AC right now, I believe, is at uh, is at 32. Baylor, I feel bad every time I ask you mundane standard rules questions because I'm the GM and I'm supposed to know these things. But where did we land on swift actions in the surprise round? Was it a no? Because it's a single move or a standard specifically called out. Uh, you you can swift action during a s surprise round. Hands I found that rule. Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel, you, I feel like, like last time we talked about it, we decided you couldn't, but all right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I know we, I we found weren't it positive. Somewhere. Okay, so we, we does get a swift action. Uh, seeming to narrow her eyes as she just glances up and down at you, swallowing her fear a little bit and really focusing in on you specifically. And... Total high level humanoid opponents. They have so many things. Just gonna roll this d20 and see what comes up. Yeah, it's the, I gotta look and do math number. What did you say your AC was? 32? 32. Uh, that arrow is going to strike you true as it lands. She is very skilled at her craft. This is no mundane street assassin. This is no random thug. This is an elite and incredibly highly trained archer. And so you are going to take... Thirty damage. As this arrow hits you. And then the second one... Is gonna loose her arrow where she was already aiming. Just let this fly down towards Baylor. And what is your AC, comrade? How long would this be after the first 
encounter with the Zekiel. Um, It'd be more than 16 first minutes. First encounter? Definitely yeah. more than 16 minutes. Yeah, I, I thought so. So, for sure. so my flat-footed right now is... is I'm, I'm pretty I, positive she hits yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Your flat-footed is... We're glad we're not playing second edition. So uh, it's not a, just a guaranteed crit, basically. And yeah, I, I cast shield earlier, but I'm sure it'd be gone by now. And she does the same thing. She focuses, narrows her eyes, really seems to study you as she loses this shot very carefully, very calculated, not just to hit you, but to hit a very specific part of you to maximize how lethal it might be. You take 27 damage. And now it is Kahina with the full standard round, and then Baylor, you're on deck. Nice. Okay. So I am going to start my song as my move action. Okay. And uh, well, five foot step in front of Baylor and <laughs> reach back <laughs> and unleash a spell on him. I don't like unleashing on ally. Maybe these word choices concern me greatly. <laughs> no, it's you, just, I mean, if, given your alignment. Look, <laughs> it's, it's not as, it's not as bad as you think. So, I mean, I hope it's not unleash a spell on my so, buddy. I mean, give him all the hit points back. He just you know, lost. He is, a, he is a sad, squishy man. And yeah, that will bring him back up the fighting fit as the arrow connects with him your magic instantly uh, even pushes the arrow back out. It yeah. hits into him as you're casting and can't even land properly. <laughs> as the skin knitting itself together just forces the arrow back out and it clatters onto the ground as he's now completely unharmed. And I'll be like, and that's the arrow I'm going to make you eat. Uh, very concerned with this turn of events. She is going to continue uh, loosing a salvo towards you, still shaken and only really getting validation in her decision of targets, but now losing a very quick salvo. Uh, these are, you're, you've seen how Dara works. These mm -hmm. are anti-Daras. So, 32? Yes. Okie dokie. One extra. All right. So, as these arrows land, I actually forgot one step of this. I, uh, I will, I'll go and do it going forward because I hate retconning things. Uh, as these arrows land, and make no mistake, near all of them do, with... What was that? Oh, no. Yeah, near... Ironically, the one that missed was the first shot. All the iteratives landed. The first shot actually just was a hard one and doesn't do anything. Uh, but one of them buries itself particularly deeply into you. And the other one threatens but does not confirm. I have a lot of numbers on my screen right now. So you take... 35. 45 total damage okay. from the three arrows. And then I am going to need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. As she has most certainly poisoned her arrows. Actually, you need maybe three fortitude saves. 28. Good. 
Oh, wait, and that's pl actually more because, uh. I mean, 28 is fine, so just. Song's I can't doesn't remember apply to poison. Songs... Doesn't apply to poison. 29. Okay. Solid. Oh, this is some good dice! Keep it. Uh, that's pretty good. Oh. And uh, you like... feel this burning sting <sighs> as these arrows all connect, and uh, they're painful. It, it's certainly not good, but it's far from massively threatening to you, and whatever poison she's coated your arrows with does little more than make them burn just that tiny bit worse. That's nothing compared to the pain of the arrows uh, piercing in around your shoulder and your hips in the first place, uh, shattering through your armor and, and you're pinning it to you. And she seems to be an incredibly proficient shot but you're okay with the poison. Oh, and uh, you actually, hold on, you take 12 more damage than that because that also, the thing she does also applies to damage. Uh, Baylor and Anora, you're on deck. Sorry, this, this, we get, we're at the point in the game where no matter how much prep, what amount of preparation I do, it's first edition, like 15th level humanoid combat. Oh, yeah. They have everybody's, so many features. Yeah, There's a lot going on. There's a lot, I gotta, I gotta keep track of here. And I'm again very tired. So I apologize. I'm trying to. I have a, a reference thing, but I'm gonna I'm put it. I'm getting there. We're getting there. All right. I am going to. I mean, it should be obvious to them, but I'm going to motion to the two people still behind me that they <laughs> need to get in here. Oh. <laughs> you're like, hello. <laughs> Not even like a panic motion. Just like, oh, yeah, come on. You're like, come yeah. on, guys. And going to move slightly forward look to the one further south when it's shooting at you yep pull a black crossbow bolt oh, no. out i don't like whatever you're doing <laughs> pull I a do. black crossbow bolt out of my spell component pouch and as i cast a spell Fire a beam of energy at her. I'm assuming a 30 hits her touch. Uh, oh, it's a touch crossbow bolt. That's a particularly fancy crossbow bolt. It absolutely will, yes. And a wave of cold and negative energy is going to wash over her. That was many dice. That was a lot of dice you just dropped <laughs> on my screen. My okay. crossbow bolt. <laughs> that was... Uh... <clears throat> that was numerous. All right, fifty. This get, get save or anything? Okay, I see a save yeah, in there. DC twenty-five fortitude. Ah, uh, ah, by one. No, she doesn't make it. She fails. She takes fifty-six damage and is blind. Oh. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so as this arrow strikes into her. Kena here in the room, you can, and both obvious to her and her ally, you can see it, it hits like any other arrow, and the reaction isn't immediate. There's almost a one second delay before she clutches her chest and her eyes like go wide. Her pupils dilating near to fill all that you can see, and she gasps in pain as she staggers over, and just blackness spreads out from the impact across her skin like it's rotting and just decaying across her body and nearly drops her with a single with a single shot whatever it is that he's throwing uh 
and Inori are here on deck. I don't like it when Baylor takes turns. <laughs> One, two, three, and four, I guess, right there. Okay. Uh, are they... They move into the door. Okay, are they like behind a wall, elevated? Do they have? No, that wall was uh, on a large hinge and has now just opened up towards the north and laying against the northern wall. Uh, the whole fa uh, front face of this compartment they're in opened up, so it's completely open. It's wide open. Okay. Uh, I'm. Okay, I'm gonna make some motions that some of you may have seen Baylor do. Right before he does something like Soroko, almost exactly the same thing. And you're like, oh man, I know he's doing the same thing as that, but it's not. I am going to cast Right on top of both of them. Okay. And. Bang. Ice Storm. Ooh, okay. And with that, uh, that whole chamber there and the whole western side of the room, really is covered in a pounding hail uh an aggressive almost near sleet storm wailing down on them and they need to make do they get saves at all no there's no save against this nope. okay they just so they're just gonna take pounded by hail 23 damage a piece and they are just covered in a, a, a flurry of snow, a blinding blizzard of snow and sleet. And they can... Their whole area move, is difficult basically. terrain, too. Yeah, they can, they can barely even move at all. They're pretty much locked in there. They're in they're in jail now. Like that? It's, just a, it's a huge area, so you want to like the west side of the room like that? Or you yeah, just more? boom, right on top of them. So. Alright, fair enough. Dara. I can't hear so much for subtlety. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> you went some, you lose some. So I don't actually see Baylor or his movement, so I'm going to step up one. <laughs> so I move up one, leveling my crossbow in. Uh, I noticed that a lot of stuff has happened in here, and what it probably needs is more acid bolts, because you can never go wrong with acid bolts. That's, that's um, a fair enough response. Uh, so yeah, so I'm just going to level it in and try and uh, take these guys down. Okay. And how many, I don't know now how many times I press this button, but I assume it's like 17. I don't need to shoot so many shots at this point. Five. So, Do you know what your special crit for the day is? Oh yeah, we need a daily oh. crit. Good plan, good plan, good good thinking, good thinking. Um, so what did I get now? Is, uh, just checking. Okay, um, D20. Today is, is magic number is a seven. I don't believe you rolled any okay. sevens. You rolled a five and a six. I did roll a five seven. and a six, yes. No um, Two fives and a six. Yes. So where are you, where are these uh, aimed? Are you starting with the blinded more injured one or the one that's more clearly in your view? Uh, the one that's more clearly in my view. Okay. Uh, I saw her immediately. I saw uh, Kahina going after her. All so right, I'm going so... to actually just this the first one I saw. And so you I got one crit confirmed tell... too, on the the second bolt. Yeah. So I am going to uh, start. Those bolts are landing in somebody. We're just not sure who yet. 
Ah, uh, okay. Let's see here. And then crossbow damage. And then... We need to quick confirm on the second one. Oh, right. That was, that was for the first one, for the first shot. Yeah, okay. The first shot does 23. And then the second okay. one might be a critical hit. It's probably a critical hit because it's fire with Dignity's Barb. Okay. And then a Absolutely 45? a critical hit. Uh, so you land one. Kind of just, I guess, leader bolt. Just a little tracker to make sure you got your aim. Before that's even really settled into her torso, the second one follows up much more central. So that crits. Yeah. So that's going to be an 18, 19, and a 17 for the crit. All right. So with those two bolts combined with a Nori's spell, that top, uh, the northern assassin is near and down. You get your sonic damage, too, because I'm within 30 feet of the top one. Was it you're within 30 feet? or he's It's when I'm oh, in wow. within 30 feet. Okay. Because mm -hmm. right. it comes yeah. off my, my Okay, spell. so yeah, you also go ahead and... Uh, 2d6 couldn't take her down right now, uh, but the third bolt that hits her absolutely will. Okay. Which means the so fourth bolt will land in the other one. The fourth bolt will land in okay, the Okay, so third, third, third bolt is 19. And then I will... Uh, so she slumps against the wall and starts sliding down. And I just... Just a minute, uh, minute, minute movement. Just switch over just a fraction of an inch. Uh, and go for the other one. And that's just one more hit, right? Yes. That was your last hit. Okay. The, well, so, I just the, the third one that uh okay I'll, I'll put 22 on her because the 19 was the one that there was no way you could not take her down with that uh that final shot so 19 on that one that slumped down then 22 onto this other one onto the blind one who's yeah barely does the still 20 hit her flat footed 20 the last one are they all gridded uh oh no it's only the third one that's gridded I didn't grid it that's true. Okay, I was like, I don't think they're ogre. I think you, you auto-grit one per turn. Yeah, yeah like, if you grit it, then 20 hits. The blind one's flat-footed oh, because she's blind. Oh, <laughs> oh no, the last oh, one does hit. No. Right, she's blind. Can't dodge it. She can't dodge. Oh. And she's a nice, too, so she probably still can oh, dodge. Oh, so it drops her, Another too. 22. So Dara Salvo just immediately puts both of these assassins down. Not, down. Okay. Sonic damage, yeah, sonic damage, etc. I did they, actually use acid bolts too, but you know, eh. that's yeah, that's <laughs> gratuitous and, overkill at this point. And that's how you Dara. Yeah, the door was opened around past. All enemies are now dead. I'm gonna turn around to Dara outside. Give a nod. Double D. What you, 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 you want to turn the storm off in here? <laughs> well, it's only like 14 more rounds. <laughs> so with the... Uh, are you dismissing it or are you letting it... No, I'm, yeah, I'll like just... That. Once they're dead, get rid of it. It's gone. Yeah, with, uh, with a wave of her hand, Anori does dismiss the hailstorm, stopping its, its effects as suddenly as they had begun. So it is lit in here to some extent. It's pretty dim. Uh, I, you know, I usually play the game that if we all neutrally technically have concealment, I don't bother rolling for it because it just drags out the combats and I feel like it 
doesn't super add anything because like everyone's everyone's dealing with the fact that the light is dim in here but uh you don't need to use light spells or torches or anything unless you just want it to be brighter uh there is enough flickering torchlight from the walls and sconces where these assassins whoever harbors here has made efforts to let everything be somewhat visible Well, While they're looking, I'm gonna pull out and wand and just kind of poke myself. Anything of particular interest on said assassins? Uh, looking through, I mean, they are your arcane sight, even as you came in the door and could see them, was rainbows. Uh, it, they, it looked like they were just that wall pen of our summon one time made manifest. It's like looking at your own allies. They're a, sh a shimmering pile of magical auras as near all of their equipment is powerfully enchanted. And they have numerous expensive top-of-the-line spells woven into their equipment. Uh, you can easily identify without spellcraft. Their studded leather is plus two. They're Short bows are plus one. Their rapiers are plus two. Each of them has a belt of incredible dexterity, plus two. Each of them has a cloak of resistance, plus two. Uh, they are... They are kitted. Hmm. Well-funded kitted bad guys. I wonder who they work for. And there's even more beyond that. I just kind of rattled those off, because at this point I just sort of assume nobody really cares. Yeah, no, nothing particularly no, interesting are, about any of that. a pile of money that we'll come back to at a later occasion if it matters at all. But they do have a few interesting <clears throat> potions uh, in a belt, almost like a bandolier around their waist with slots for all their various uh, vials, oils, and ointments that some relatively powerful alchemists must have prepared for them. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Huh. <coughs> yes. So, <laughs> they have two potions of lesser restoration apiece. So you get four of those. Four just stat damage be gone potions. Uh, each of them has a single potion of blur, which just <laughs> confers you a 20% mischance. Doesn't super matter in the dim light here. Uh, and each of them has a single oil of flame arrow. Which, again, at this point, you don't need to make any rolls. You can't fail to identify any of these. Uh, and that oil of flame arrow lets you... It's a little better than it sounds. They didn't use theirs, either because perhaps they didn't feel they needed to. They didn't have an opportunity. They figured this was going to go the other way, kick the door in, and you were all going to drop it around. But... If you use this, it will enchant 50 arrows or bolts to deal an extra 1d6 of fire damage. So it basically just adds the flaming property to 50 shots. It'll last a real long time. Fire good against vampires, Baylor. Usually. I mean, it couldn't hurt. For them. <laughs> or you might want to take some of those. And enchant some arrows. Wouldn't we want it to make it hurt, though? I mean... Yeah. Because if we meet up with our friend and her little pets again, 
might need to do some pet hunting. Uh, so, as you look over I... this, they've also got one other relatively simple little token. One of them has one, and two of them, uh, or the other one has two. I'm also that completely backwards. They're small, almost waxy feathers, but they emanate a small, uh, a simple aura of magic. And these are bird feather tokens. They allow you to transform this small waxy thing into a bird that will deliver a message. And right as Baylor looks at that and realizes what that means, the door on the far end of the room is kicked open and the battle continues. And you made me dismiss my snow. <laughs> Stop rolling. Oh, sorry. Stop your table. I assumed that was initiative. Sorry. Sorry about that. You're good. I, uh, it, is, it is a fair assumption at this point that's initiative. I still actually have the entire table, though. I, Because uh, I, it, it's only been oh, a few okay, seconds. Okay, okay. Baylor doesn't use checks to identify these things anymore. He simply looks at them <laughs> and immediately just gleans what they are. So this is a, just this was a moment of Inori dismissing the smell the spell, you guys walking the room, Baylor looking over them, Kana saying one thing quickly, Baylor realizing one bird feather token was missing. And as soon as he puts that together, the door comes open and another arrow is fired out towards the party. Okay, my previous initiative was 16, by the way. 16? Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool, that's exactly where we need to be. <laughs> exactly what we're looking for. And... Baylor! I assume you are still at... You just get hit town. I flat-footed against this attack. You are. Yeah. <laughs> so, this one you can see as she pulls back the, the bowstring. You can, first of all see that her cloak, her cape, and her hair is matted down, soaked and wet. The... Ice storm is a 20-foot radius. Oh, I... ice storm? <laughs> you she... actually ice stormed the people in the other room. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's not an emanation. It's just this area is sleeting now. Oh and... my goodness. You actually hit her in the other room with the ice storm. So the walls don't stop it. It just They goes... do not. It is not an emanation. It's just this area. <laughs> it is a 40-foot open the sky. Not even the sky because it's coming from the ceiling level to pour yeah. down in here. So That's she is awesome. already injured. She's already been battered by this ice and hail somewhat. And as such, her arrow is aflame. And you can see licks of fire coming back from the quiver across her back. Uh, you can see a, a shimmering field of protective energy coating her body. This one prepared a little bit. I guess probably after a spontaneous blizzard did 23 <laughs> damage to her while, while a bird shot up in the room. She's like, oh, what is, oh, what is happening? <laughs> so I do need to roll it because it might crit you. Um, can I... Is this technically a surprise round, or it's, because it's a surprise still initiative? Because you don't know any of these guys are here. Okay, so, so I can't use any reactions or anything. No, this is this is a, basically a second surprise round. Okay. Well, I can't be surprised. Yeah, you you so. can you can't be surprised. You can act. 
Oh, that's, a full, that's not a full attack. All right, so you take one of these arrows, Baylor, as she looks you up and down and fires once more. You are going to take, oh, at 36 damage, plus three fire damage, plus nine of fortitude save. So 39 damage total. Yes, 39 damage total on a fortitude save for the poison. Remember, poisoned on fire arrows. Sees the wizard in the room and just kind of assumes you cast a stupid blizzard. Poor so... <laughs> Nori never gets any credit. Wizard racist. 27. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a 31. Well, with Because I have. 27 or a 31, regardless, yeah. you are perfectly fine. You do still have the effects of lingering performance. This would even still be within that mm -hmm. window. That doesn't apply to poison for like the 90th time, but you do well, still no, have. I, I, I have. I have bonuses against poison. It's in my notes. Yeah, I mean, you, you're fine. Oh, yeah, on the body. I mean, you find her guys. 27 still makes yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then that brings us to Kahina. So I still have my lingering performance going and just look back at her because my notes from my performance are going. And I hit three point at her, hit three notes in my performance which get a little more sing-songy than my normal just spoken. Okay. Um, and so... And she is going to... Does she need to save or anything? Uh... Three uh, you, you gotta roll touch attacks for him. I gotta oh, run gotta, my uh, touch attacks for touch him. Sorry. Attacks. Yeah, so give me some touch some, attacks. Some D20s. If you just hit range like, on the main yeah, page. Yeah, you just hit range, then you're capable. Oh, shoot. yeah. I forgot that that's a thing that I've got. Well, let me get back, because I was on my spell page. Ranged. Three. So 29. Uh, 29 hits. Why also that... hits. Doesn't matter, roll another one. Okay. 19 also hits. Okay. Alright, so all three of those do hit. She takes 15 damage. And, and as with her, she from is... the first one. From the first one. Uh, that's, that's one bolt. That's one bolt. Uh, I fire three. There? Oh, two more bolts. Uh, two more bolts! Alright, continue the spells. Okay. So, this is just um, magic missile with extra steps. Okay, I see what we're doing pretty now. Pretty much. Sonic magic is. missile. Sonic magic missile. Magic screaming missile. Magic <laughs> screaming missile. Alright, so just click the missiles. spell two more times. Yeah, I'm just trying to add the modifier into it. There is no modifier. Oh, well, minus three then. Alright, then one more. Okay. Why? That's why. And that one. And 17. So a, uh, a solid salvo as you return with a much more significant uh, and similar, similar hit to what she did. One more thing. Okay. So where's a D6? And she's yeah. deaf for the next three uh, rounds. Yeah, I was, I'm looking for the token, an icon to use for that perhaps. There's about 50 that are fantastic for blinded, but I'm just going to use this Thunderbolt because I don't have any great defense tokens. <laughs> All right, and then that brings us to the top of initiative, which 
is technically you should have gotten before her, but it is uh, you again <laughs> with it's a regular again. turn. Oh, failure boy. here on deck. Oh boy. Hey, look, she's right within range, and for me to just go and give her some smack. So I guess that's what we're gonna do. And then 10 foot, and then give her some smack. Oh, helps if I choose myself on the table. Forty-four. Alright, uh, <laughs> 44 is definitely going to hit her. There's, uh, no question about that. She does not have 44 AC. <laughs> and 17 glaive damage. Alright. So you hit the screaming bolts, then move forward and attack her with your glaive. And then she <laughs> is totally deaf, almost unaware of what's going on at this point, confused, is going to take a step back. Switch your attention to you, clearly, because you got a good hit on the wizard in the corner, but she's not stupid. And just lay loose with her salvo into you. Onto your 32 AC. And the last step, I forgot about this, is the first, uh, her first draw fires two arrows simultaneously, because this is not a crossbow, and you're allowed to use mini shot. So I need a bucket of d20s. Thank you for the bucket. Roll 20. I appreciate you. One slightly smaller bucket. Alrighty. So the first double shot is going to land. And the next two arrows are going to glance off of your armor. And the rapid shot also lands. So a total of three arrows hitting you. Uh, three arrows landing on you successfully. Which do an amount of damage that is this many... Again, as you're stricken with these flaming bolts, uh, all together you're going to take 46 points of damage. Uh, she's much less effective when they don't have the drop on you. It's, at this point, I assume your characters would be very familiar with the likes of rogues and assassins and their ability to exploit when you're not avoiding them. Uh, but give me some fortitude saves, because they are still poisoned. Okay. Alrighty, fort saves. And I forgot to roll my extra d6 of sonic damage from my glaive since okay, I attacked Okay, so there's one d6 lower than that. Green. Yeah, so forts, fort number one, 32. You will fail no fortitude since this day. <laughs> 32, two 19s on the dice, and an 18. I don't know why that rolled twice. Uh, that was just on your screen. Okay, how yeah, many so do with all of those, you are you are fine. It, it is and just a manufactured poison uh, that she's applied to a few of her arrows. And to two it. sonic damage from that glaive strike. Alrighty. Then, another one of them, this one with rapier drawn, is going to step, uh, turn around from the corner here and step into melee to duel with you. And as she steps forward, tilt to 32. I'm glad it just keeps hitting you because I don't have to keep figuring out what your AC is, what AC is I'm hitting because it's the same person pretty much every single time. Uh, she is going to engage 
and accept your glaive combat and engage into a melee battle here. As you did not see her before she attacked, they are flat-footed. So will be against 30. She was kind of waiting for mm -hmm. someone to come through, but your reach weapon sort of destroyed her whole plan, so it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> you still win. My flat-footed is actually 31. 31. Because mm -hmm, my armor's natural. Right, my brain is second edition, where it's just minus two. Yeah. My brain is so wholly shifted to second edition by this point. <laughs> That, we'll like, be ready for it soon enough. First edition rules one. no longer apply to me. <laughs> I am just... It's just oh, he's, you've transcended... Like, I have transcended this edition. I'm so... Oh I'm so inherently second. My brain is... The, I, I hit the gear shift at PAX Unplugged, where my default is second edition rules now. Anyway, she steps forward and lashes out twice with her rapier. Or three times with her rapier, rather. But she's only going to be able to successfully land one, as you are no slouch in combat and have pretty good armor at this point. Uh, but the one strike is going to be quite damaging, as she is going to get you, ooh, or not, unless uh, not a sneak attacks all once. Uh, she's going to get you for 21. Okay. And, yep, that'll be it for that one. Baylor, and Anori, you're on deck. I am going to move down in the room to get more out of sight because people keep shooting at me and oh. I would like that to discontinue. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I, I do not appreciate the arrows you're firing in my direction. Please turn your attention elsewhere. Thank you. And as I'm moving down, pull out a bone. Old Faithful. No. Going for the one in the back. I really hate that people have bones. <laughs> I hate that that person specifically has arrows that have gone my direction. Yeah. That is fair. She is going to make a fortitude save. And upon catastrophically failing that... Oh, 42 no. damage and exhausted. Uh, 42 damage and dead. We'll go ahead and... I think dead overrides exhausted. I think that's a higher fa like higher state of higher exhausted. As her bones, she, she shirks back from this, her bones just blow up in her body and she crumples to the ground like the sack of garbage she is. Uh, Inori, Dari, you're in deck. I, uh, like, almost growl at Inori. Give me one second. Sure, you can watch me. <laughs> And I'm going to quickly <laughs> quickly recall a spell that I once did earlier today. <laughs> and I'm going to go uh, lunging in. Flying across. Why Dari doesn't like her anymore. As speedy, speedy as I possibly can be. Very quick across the room. Um, and we're going to attack on the way. Get there and just lunge into this lady. Okay. As you lunge forward as she's uh, dealing with Hina, she's got a rapier in hand. Uh, it's just nothing she can do to stop you. As you blink across the room in an instant. Oh, that's 46. 46 is absolutely going to connect. Probably just kind of go ahead and surrender if it didn't really. All right, three. That's for 17 black blade damage. All right, that's off the spell as you slide in. Yep, now we're going with the first. The, the, the whole attack combo. Yeah. 
First attack. She is also damp and cold. <clears throat> you actually hit the entire other encounter with your ice <laughs> That's amazing. Add all your Sonic at the end for each time you hit her. Okay, then no. We'll go ahead and uh, I think everyone does that by now, so just assume they'll do that. Okay. Three, and then I'll spin back through. Slash across the chest. Uh, 43, I am not, no. Uh, 43 hits, though. Had to spell recall, couldn't make in. Uh, feel, oh, it's both swift actions and swift actions. Yeah. It feels bad. Correct. All right, go ahead and do all your attacks, and we'll do all your damage together. All right. Second attack. Well, technically third, but you know what I mean. Is a ah! oh, the adventure that thirty-four. Was a ride that went to twenty, tipped one further, came back, tipped one further, and left. <laughs> That'll hit. And my final, which would be a um, minus two net. Uh, 28. 28 is just barely, she's just desperately, after she takes these first three blows, going to be able to parry that one aside into a glancing hit. Okay, okay, okay. So is that three? Two more? No, so you got two hits. Two hits that, uh, you already rolled the damage for the bladed dash, but two hits on the normal combat. One more of, uh, 15. And, uh, Decent 22. Plus, was it 3d? 3d6 total. Bladed Dash is just a melee attack, so you have 3d6 total. <laughs> Try to do it quick, and this is what happens to you. You gave it an effort. There is a command that was typed into the chat. Everyone, uh. Ooh, 15. Everyone point left. And with 15 more damage. Very nice. I mean, with 15 on 3d6, I, I have guess what, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's, what I get. I, I, that's what I get. I opened myself up for that one. I made fun of them. They just rolled three fives. Fair. Fair. Uh, and she has been battered down pretty significantly. She is just on her last gasp here as we go to Dara, who is known <laughs> for ending last gasps. Fuck Hina, you're on deck if somehow she, he does not. So she, as she's dodging, uh, as she's dodging Shemu, I aim incredibly hard. And as her, her, uh, she's got this like jacket on, as she kind of leans down to avoid it, I snag her jacket and, and, and pull her to the ground. And she's pinned to the ground and knocked prone. What is this? So I, I spend I spend a grit to uh, a, a targeted shot to knock her prone for target legs, and I spend a grit to pin her down. So I'm just oh, gonna catch I the not back. Real, I did not even consider you could use pinning shot with targeted shot, but it doesn't so say I'm gonna, you can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna snag her jacket and just pin her to the ground, back up, uh, uh, yeah, chest up, and just. Uh, I guess I'll have a roll. Yeah, so you still hit her and it still does damage. And you spend I don't two... think that does, does that do damage. Legs does damage. You hit her oh, and do does. damage. Okay, 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 okay. Well, and we'll uh, takes you two grit out of your, what, like 15 at this point? Yes. Uh, 42. Hits. Probably. 42 hits, yes. 42 hits there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, and then... Knocks her down, deals damage, and then pins her cloak oh actually well it definitely it pins your corpse to the ground 
It very effectively <laughs> pins the corpse to the ground. Good try. Good, good try. I, I can see where she you were going. She is truly going nowhere. Well, I, I feel like we wanted to question her. I feel I, well, it was a thought and it didn't happen, but that's okay. I it would have been so cool if you had, because I would have just leveled my glaive right at her throat and be like, and now's the part where you talk. So you do pin oh. down her dead body successfully. That's good. That's she progress. She's super right? pinned. Okay. She is, she is, you are positive going nowhere. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's get that. Let's get that. At that, the far door on the other end of this hallway you can just barely see into they've been coming from opens revealing another man uh this one looks quite different from the rest uh he's got a, a gray cloak and shadowed leather armor with a hood drawn up over you're not sure if he is a tengu or is just wearing a, a mask but wow. he looks near imperceptible in the dimness like a shape almost you can tell it's a person like it's an actual person, not a, not a ghost or something, but just barely making out the beady yellow eyes in the darkness. As he raises a leg and boots this door open, he extends a hand and casts a spell. And as he does this darkness that the room he's standing in seems to just be fully shadowed, extends outward across the floor, swallowing the light from the torches in the hallway in your room before surging up to surround Kahina and Inori in a solidified ball of shadows. Make me a reflex save to dodge out of it before it seals. Twenty-two. Ooh, I really hope the DC is not twenty-three. You're looking to feel pretty sad. Well, for what it's worth, it's not twenty-three. You are both still gonna feel pretty sad. But uh, this ball locks around you in place, a, a solid sphere of darkness, encapsulating the two of you, uh, blocking line of sight from your party and all they can see is the back side of this black bubble and sealing the two of you in this dim chamber I guess I could take these two assassins off the initiative table on account of their deadness Kahina, Miller, you're on deck that's okay so seeing all this blackness lock around, so uh, can Inori and I see each other? yes Okay. It's, it's not this... like supernatural pitch darkness. It's just the light seems to barely penetrate this. So it's okay. it's still mechanically dim, but it's real It's real dark dim. Okay. All right. Seeing Baylor having cast this in the past gave me an idea that it might be something that I might want to work into my repertoire. So we'll just get rid of the darkness. We're not uh... playing this game today. Uh, no, thank you. Good day. And well up this dispel magic. So give me your cash level check. Or does good or dispel magic just... Oh, it gives you a bonus, right? So... Baylor, what's... how does this work? I don't... I've never cast this before. It's got nine paragraphs it's, it's, of text. He's trying to it, spell it, one thing. 
It's just a caster level check. I thought it gave you a bonus if you're only trying to dispel one specific thing. Am I thinking? It gives you a bonus to counter spell. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Okay, so it's just a caster level check to dispel like normal. Okay, where do I click for a caster? If level under check? spells, right under spell casting, it'll just have bard and then a number. Just click oh. Right. Twenty. And with a twenty. Uh, I assume he's higher than caster yeah, level your, nine. Your magic will dissipate. Uh, against this globe. Uh, just, your you, Nora, you would see her cast something and reach out, but this magic dis dissolute into the darkness of this sphere. But, as you do that, make me a will save, Kana. Okay. Thirty-four. So as you cast that, as you see the spell absorb it, it is powerful magic. Uh, certainly not enough to be dispelled by that, but you see some inconsistency. And though you fail to dispel the orb, you do realize it's not... He didn't encapsulate you in a real like dome of shadow or anything. He only created the illusion of doing so. And to you, the orb itself becomes transparent. Uh, you can see a party again. You can see whoever this man is in the far door. And you know that this orb will not hold you. Okay. So... He I also just looks did like my... he has been hit by an ice storm. <laughs> value! <laughs> the most value. That is the most value I've ever seen. That's a good job. Particularly so, uh, grumpy. He's going for this whole super edgy <laughs> Shadow Lord dynamic, and now his hood's wet. And it's like <laughs> dripping down on his mask, and he's not sure if he makes it better or worse. Um, if he was actively in the rain, it would be better. But now <laughs> yeah. he just looks like a damp emo, and it doesn't. It's yeah, like, the whole effect's kind of ruined. So, uh, since that was, spell was standard action, I still have yep. my move action, you right? You still have your move action. And I'll just, uh, as I move, I'm going to say to Inori, it's an illusion back up um and then i'm just gonna right back here all right what was that noise <laughs> it's the it's zoidberg it's my zoidberg you see running away kahina flee out of this sphere it doesn't appear to actually be solid it doesn't like she just walked through it perfectly fine you can try to make a spellcraft to identify what it be cast, because he did definitely cast the spell, and you can see him around that corner. I guess I can roll a 40 on a spellcraft and 40. see. <laughs> he cast... This is a weird one because he's okay because he uses an ability that's called one thing to cast something that's called something else to cast something that's called something else. So let me shadow identify. Something. It's shadow something. <laughs> shadow something. He, shadow he's, lord. It's shadow evocation or shadow conjuration. Or shadow call or shadow power or shadow <laughs> evocation. It's it's shadow something. He casts shadow something, and he. he uh, I, I would say with a spellcraft check, you still have to convince your mind to disbelieve this illusion, but that would be. The plus five bonus for seeing proof that it is an illusion. He has just woven a shadowy... It's not even necessary that it's an illusion. It is quasi-real. 
is the wording they use. But it's a shadow copy of a spell. So make me a will save. Be a peeping. Head slightly up to see out the corner. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I figure I'm doing right now. That's yeah. Fair. Uh, 20, uh, with a plus five on top of that? Yes. So, yeah, 28. All right, and... So, you... You managed to disbelieve, but you can still see... Is this... I'm not sure. I don't know what kind of person my person faces, person my person faces right now. Uh, you know these spells still do have a an effect. They're not nothing. And you can see that to you, this would still be a holy solid sphere. You're not going to be able to see through it, and you're not going to be able to pass through it. So I can't see him on the other side? No. To you, you still just see this black bubble. You, you know it's a shadow emanation, but that doesn't make it less real. Well... Let's see if I can get rid of it. Attempt to! And you cast your own dispel magic. And then go and give me that cast level check. Twenty-five. Uh, Twenty-five, you absolutely do weave your own magic and bring the orb down. Uh, leaving oh, so Anori close. now safe, revealed, and at her initiative. So <laughs> okay well it, it, you're welcome it, it all goes away like <laughs> she says it's not real I st and then it vanishes cool it's not real it was never real <laughs> the power of friendship has allowed you to see through this illusion or something I'm going to casually step down into the doorway in full view of whatever this guy is Cock my head at him. Stop. And then I'm going <laughs> to leave my hands to go like this, stretch him out. And as I do, all kinds of icicles are going to appear in the sky around me. And I'm going to put my hands forward and cast Cone of Cold down the hallway at him. Ooh. All right. Well, the, uh, this is a massive frigid blast now. These are no Oh, matter. it did the thing. Did it do the thing? What's the thing? On roll 20, dice getting stuck. At least on my screen. I think it's oh. stuck on mine. It's not stuck for me, so yeah, I don't know. Sucks to be you! However, it didn't do that particular thing, but it did fully freeze my VTT. <laughs> oh, nope, there it goes. It just froze it for a couple of seconds. So with this blast of frigid ice, if the two assassins on the ground weren't dead, they are now super mega dead. <laughs> and this guy is going to make a reflex save. Decent. Good news. That's 20. his good save. He's going to pass, so he's going to take half. Right? Yeah. And I believe he may even have some innate cold resistance because he's a character in a campaign in which you rolled a uh, character that does cold things. He does. So you can tell he's a little resistant to the cold. He probably wasn't affected quite as much by your ice storm. But still, this is an incredibly powerful blast and still shears away a decent, uh, a decent chunk of his health. Dara. And then it will be Shadow Man and then Kena, your end deck. So yeah, so it just it blinks like a solid wall, and it just blinks out again. And I'm like, well, well, okay then, I guess that's 
a thing that can happen. Wizard stuff. Wizard Stupid magic. What is doing this crap? wizard things. Uh, I am going to... So I see this guy's super edgy mask, and I'm like, psh, psh, wizards being wizards. I'm sure this is just another wizard. This is probably what Baylor wishes he looked like. I'm going to... Uh, uh, target, target a headshot, and try and um, knock this man that his mask so it covers his face, so he's uh, so he blinded is, is is blinded. But I was hoping for pinned because he wouldn't move. Pin his skull <laughs> to the wall. That's perfect. <laughs> So what, what, what kind of shot are you doing? Because pinning shots is part of an attack. You can still do your full yeah. attack and So I'm going to be targeting shot. head. I'm going to oh, target head. head's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, going to be confused and stuck. Yeah. Is what I was hoping for. For a 35. 35 hits. That'll do. And then... um. It's not four. high level Pathfinder if you're not hitting a three on the die. So then, uh, that's 23. So as you, uh, as you strike him here with this bullet, it does connect, it does hit. Uh, but you can, you don't, it's not concealment. You don't miss. But it's almost like the darkness in the room blunts your shot. The shadows around him slow your bolt as it connects. And you don't okay. deal full damage. Uh, but you do okay. deal some, which is enough to confuse him. And enough to pin his stupid bird mask to the wall there. <laughs> Okie dokie. And then... He... And, uh, he exists. He's around. He's doing stuff. As you stick him to the wall and as his bolt hits him, he still hasn't made a single sound other than the low incantation of the spell uh, that he cast originally. But he pulls the hand up again, one to his face clear in pain, and the other almost just wreathing darkness up from the floor around him. And he doesn't so much teleport or disappear so much as you just completely lose sight of him and the blackness. He just fades away into the shadows. And as he does, an image of himself, or something much like it, exudes from the wall here behind a nori, uh, almost looking like a nori's own shadow being cast out from the torch near the door, reaches out from the wall behind her, materializing a solid form as it stretches its hands toward her. This does not help Dara's phobia. No, probably not. Yeah. What is your touch AC, Shamio? <clears throat> oh boy. Uh, 15. Is your flat, does your flat footed touch go any lower than that? Or. I don't actually roll. It doesn't matter. Okay, so I hit yeah, you. So as you, you immediately feel not a cold, not a chill. It's not even just pain. And it's not like a ghost touching you. It's just exhaustion. 
this thing saps you. As to the rest of the party, her, her own shadow reaches up and just gently touches, uh, folding up into her own body. You just feel weak. You lose mm. six strength. Ouch. I'm not the only one who can consistently make the act normally roll on confusion. <laughs> Kahina! And Billy, you're on deck. <clears throat> and I am just going to take a moment and keep my song performing for everyone else. Look at this shadow and kind of side-eye it. And then just touch myself here. Because I feel like that. I... This is a family show. <laughs> okay. And a and big healing spell comes out. Well, it could have been a lot bigger. <laughs> well, big in size is magic. Not so much in the actual end result. But you do get 27 health back. That's significantly better than no health. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, of course... The eternal thanks to Sirenscape for what has probably been the single biggest upgrade of just general stream quality I've discovered in the years we've been going. Man, this soundboard is awesome. It just adds so much. But, uh, I love that, the fight music, yeah. Is that it for you? That is, uh, that is it for me. And Baylor. All right, so that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Uh, that thing is certainly going to be a knowledge religion. It's a shadow. I... I will... Use my genius thing to add a plus four to it and see if a 26 gets me anything. So with a 26... This creature that you you see come out is actually a very common undead. It's it is it's literally a shadow. Uh, it's an enchanted, incorporeal ghost of what once was, and it's just sentient darkness. Uh, these things drain strength, and I'm I'm sidestepping the questions because they don't do a lot of things. They they drain strength from their victims, sapping the will from their body sapping their even their very ability to move until they are weakened into husks and finally corrupted versions of their own selves shadows themselves uh, you see it touching Anora, you immediately see her falter a bit you know if this thing drains any of your strength to zero you will become a shadow yourself but uh it's actually a fairly common. It's something with like ghouls and skeletons on the fairly common undead and not a particularly powerful one at this. This doesn't even seem to be a remarkably strong shadow, just a normal one. It's just... It's obedient. You can't tell if this is some extension of that man's power or if just it's something he has completely under his sway, but it's acting almost like a familiar. And they are incorporeal. They are incorporeal. All right, I am going to step a little bit away. More out into the open, but further away from the shadow. 
And I'm going to look at this thing. Pull out a twisted nail. And start casting a spell. Of course, as always, it's not a it's not a Baylor turn if you're not casting something with a weird component. And range touch attack. So 21 hits. 21 All right. Yet, even given its cover from the fact that it's mostly inside the wall still. Well, let's see what we can do about that. As a bolt of force hits it for 12 damage. All right, and it is. It is just anchored. No save, right? No save. So, it can that... no longer move through solid objects. So as you hit this, you blast this shadow back from Inori, uh, pinning it to the wall adjacent to her. And as this spell connects, all of you can see this shimmering force bolt connect with this thing as if it was solid and shear it to the wall, just like Nara's been doing. This dude's having a really bad time with being pinned to the wall. Uh, and it forces the rest of the creature's body out of the wall, and you can then see that it is a wholly separate entity from Inori's shadow. It's something completely distinct. And uh, a large part of it has been blasted away and shattered uh, like just waving a hand through smoke as this force anchor blasted its way and ripped through its body. Inori, Dari, you're on deck. I got it out for you. Thanks. Hey, there it is. Just gonna. Ah, this thing. Okay. Now it's uh, now I'm gonna start swinging on him because you don't just you, just, you gotta watch your hands, man. Okay. You just come out of the wall touching people. <laughs> Who do you think you are, right? Uh, performance still going by chance? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right. First attack. I don't know why it rolled that, too. I don't know but... what the... Roll 20 does roll 20 things. Disregard the d6. Uh, a 35, 35 will absolutely hit. Uh, the magic in your sword at this point allowing you nearly to connect with this like it's a physical body. <laughs> uh, 12 damage. Slash away another chunk of this creature's being, uh, dissipating a large amount of the shadow as it just seems to lose control of its form. Great. Second attack, swing back through. With gusto this time, please. No, that's a 22. 22 will also connect. Now that it's stuck outside of the cover and pinned to the wall, it's not very quick, it's not very difficult to land hits on. And this last, the second swing will shear it entirely. As it oh. fades away and the light in the room as a whole just seems to get a step brighter. I'm trying to... Okay, so I killed you on the second, so I still the third. That was still a I full attack, yeah. I was doing spell combat, so I'm going to five foot back here. Didn't use my swift, I don't think. Uh, not that I know of. I don't know what your swifts no. do. I think you pretty sure you just started swinging. Yeah, pretty sure it's a search window. So swift action, I'm going to spell recall a spell. And I'm going to cast said spell again today. My eyes, true seeing. <laughs> I want to make sure you can see where all of this is coming from. Not going to be caught off guard, not today. Uh, 
And with that, Anoya's eyes once again light up. Uh, like, honestly putting out light like a, almost a dim flashlight. Baylor's eyes just have this blue glow. It's visible if you look at him. But if, like, Anori puts her face close to a wall, she lights up the wall in front of her. <laughs> Beacons of uh, just white light. Re completely replacing any eyes. Yes, <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, yes. With that... To save us three rounds of running around lost and aimless, there's no immediate indication of where the man himself disappeared to. He's not in the same spot, huh? He yeah, makes I no would... immediate move to uh, attack you again. No immediate move to ambush. But we I can't would... see him, so... You cannot see yeah, him. I'm going to move forward into where I can kind of sense around and see if I can can make sure that he's not in the area and give the okay to guys that everyone else. First of all, your life sense confirms uh, as each of these assassins go down that they are dead. No one's going to onzu you. They can't pretend. You know. Uh, also, you downed... You, you put a lot of grit into your first initial salvo, but I'm pretty sure you've at least gotten three grit back since then, right? I'm pretty sure you're still chilling at full grit. Uh, yeah, I did down actually three people by accident. Yeah, well, one by are. accident. By accident. I accidentally but... killed a lot of people. All I was trying to do was stick a crossbow bolt through his chest to pin him to the ground, and he's dying on me. What is this yeah. crap? What is this bleeding? <laughs> Children? What is this nonsense? These other two assassins have... Similar identi I... and ident near identical gear, but with less potions. Uh, Potions of lesser restoration is what I'm looking for. They do each have two of them, yes. Each of them still has also two bird feather tokens. Uh, both they both used their oils of flame arrow. They both used their uh, uh, one of the potions. But there there is one potion you hadn't had a chance to identify because it's the only one on them that you couldn't in immediate glance tell what it is. Uh, both the two in the entry we had three. These ones each have two. Uh, but I'm gonna need a perception check to identify the last one of them because it is actually a pretty high level potion. 41. So, it's not immediately evident just because it's such a more concentrated and powerful version of the potion than you would usually see. They are potions of Shield of Fate, and you have 10 total, but they are 12th level. Incredibly concentrated. Uh, bestowing a plus 4 deflection bonus. Anyone who does not have a Ring of Protection plus 4, because it is a deflection, so it doesn't stack with that. How long Shield of Faith? Is that minute per level? Minute per level, so they last 12 minutes. Yeah. Well, Inori, try one of these lesser restorations. See if it makes you feel better. I'd love to. Roll me a d4 as you drink one of the, like, literally eight lesser restoration potions they just threw at you. It does oh. recover four of your strength near immediately as you right. feel the vigor returning to you. Thank you, Paizo, for just handing out lesser restoration potions in this encounter. I appreciate you. How are you feeling? You want another? Party. You know, I, th I I could probably do one more. Have another. Okay. This round's on me. Oh. Thank you. And perfect. With that, you are returned to fighting shape. 
feel a lot well, better. Just barely injured, and Kahina and Baylor a bit wounded from that encounter, but at this point, after all that you've been through, really being at two-thirds health is much less of a dramatic, wow, I may actually die than it once or was. You've planar shift with the Sahil. Yeah, you've you've become tummy. You've become almost numb to the pain. <laughs> These small arrow hits bits of damage. It just you're used to this by now. It's got such like a dramatic... seven doses of poison in all of us, and yeah, nobody just cares. Hurt. It's like whatever. Like we don't even care. Like, even with so much me... worse than this now. Yeah, even without me casting the spell that delays it all, we're just like eh. Come incredibly far from Dara getting one punch KO'd by a noble woman's angry daughter. <laughs> Back at the gala, it's been a path. You guys remember when a mouse almost killed all of us? Yeah. <laughs> it was a rat, sir. A rat almost killed all of you. Some of us remember more than others. Hmm. Very uh, angry. To Dara, yeah. Dara, I'm sure, definitely remembers that situation. Given the, you know, face. Face melty <laughs> stuff. What yeah. I was going for. <laughs> I get a little bit of heal in there. Yep, how many you need? Irrelevant. We're late enough in the campaign. You use some one charges. You charge your heal to full. You have a ton of one charges. I don't care to track them anymore. We have oh, reached. Okay. We have reached 16th level. I no longer care to track out of combat healing. Out of combat, if you have a minute you or two. You also know we have a bunch of them. Yes, I know you have a yeah. jillion. If you actually have a minute or two that you are willing to dedicate to healing up, just tell me you use your ones to heal yeah. up and everyone just go back to full health. Yeah. Like, I don't care anymore. The, the, the higher level a Pathfinder campaign goes, the higher the fantasy goes, the more we start hand-waving things. Because at first, I roleplay all the shopkeeper encounters and all that. And we get to a player, I'm like, all right, you have 941,000 gold. What do you want to buy? And you just go do tele greater teleport to Absalom, buy literally whatever you want, and then come back. We're not going to roleplay that because there's no point. We don't we don't gain enough from it anymore. It's become mundane at this point. And here at 16th level party, we have like, I don't know, nine wands of cure light wounds. I don't care. You have, you're mm -hmm. full health. <laughs> if, if you're willing to take the minute or two to use your wands of cure light wands, you use an amount of them, you're all at full health. It's no longer, like, the cost of a Cure Light Wands is no longer a significant resource to the party. You can just deal to full. They're, they're, okay. they're with crossbow bolts. I just assume you refill them every time you're in town. I don't care anymore. I mostly have unlimited, so... That's true. You ask for people who don't have that exact thing. Yeah. We, uh, we stop them for our break now or going slightly further? I suppose we this would be a good opportunity to do that, seeing as we have just ran off somebody... The Lord of another true shadows and edge uh, blasted away four of these assassins and uh, before we really take a better look at our situation here we've kind of just breached our way into this building in a sprawling combat never really had an opportunity to take in our surroundings to see what we could learn to track down well anything about who is actually responsible for this but we're going to take our midstream break we will be back in a couple I don't know. Anyway, uh, now that we have everybody back, let us jump back over. Someone's breathing very heavily on their mic. And I think it's you. we will continue here. So as these assassins fall before you, as you slay whatever this shadow is, and as you run Pour off, two potions. Yeah, pour two potions, use some wands to recover, waiting 
for whoever that or whatever that was to launch a counterattack follow-up it never comes it never happens not yet all right well if he didn't come back right away that desk i mean there's books on the desk are they something i can look at uh, Information? There's, there's nothing on the desk now there's just books on the desk decal that Paizo choose, chose to use to put desks in this room because there's also like six of them. Web but of uh, do not, this is one of the downsides of using pre-published Paizo maps. This isn't what the room looks like. This is a vague impression of what the room looks like. It's the shape of the room. Weird. Some of the <laughs> things that are in the room. But there are, like the walls are lined with shelves and eaves for books and journals. There's like six sagging decrepit desks in here. Uh, there are no books or anything on either any of them. They're all just abandoned surfaces, blank. It's just the uh, the desk art decal has a book on it. <laughs> There's not actually books on any of these. Darn it. Also, this is an archive that was abandoned a couple hundred years ago. It seems to have been a aware. very long time, yes. So... A lot of the books that are here look like they haven't been touched in probably a hundred years or more. Yeah, if there was anything tucked into a shelf somewhere, it would look ancient and worthless. Its pages yellowed and probably just like tax records anyway. Oh. I, I assume none of it looks like it's been recently disturbed. Not really. Uh, looking at where the first two assassins are tucked away in this little nook, it does look like they have hollowed this away. Uh, the walls here are perfectly flat stone. Uh, the backside of the somewhat crenellated and engraved interior of the rooms, which while not super extravagant all the way through, is, is fairly nice and wallpapered. These are just perfect, too, too perfect flat stone to have been done by hand. Uh, clearly this was just either a support column or a dead zone, the center of the building, that they just hollowed out via magic and added the hinges for this ambush point for this secret door. Uh, you can also see that from the inside of it, when it opens up, it kind of rolls out against the northern wall to be out of their way. But closed in, there is a decently sized slit running the whole horizontal length of the thing. Uh, it's taken away from the wall itself, but still left with the wallpaper over. So they can see out of it just barely vaguely to know when things are happening. Enough to identify someone that perhaps should not be there. Not enough to identify that it wasn't someone they should have messed with. Yeah, not enough to realize that you are beyond out of their league. Tell them. Talk dirty to those <laughs> corpses. I love it. Uh, so there's no trace of this guy. Um, don't want to waste my cast, so I want like to keep moving if possible. You do yeah. still have your two set on your eyes are glowing beacons, yes. Spend a minute or so healing up potions and wands and keep moving. How long does your two set last? Is it rounds per level? Yes, so 16... Oh, no, 16 no, it's minutes. minutes. Is it minutes. minutes? Oh, so you have it for a while. Yeah, you do have it for some time. Yeah. But uh, you will spend the first minute or two of that while the party recovers and heals, unless you want to strike out on your own to go explore the interior of the archives here. No, I would be involved in the, the wands and stuff, so yeah, I can't leave yet. We're All pouring right. potions down her throat. But after, oh, yeah. yeah, she's got to take the last restoration potions too. She's got to recover from the shadow. So afterwards, after you've all been touched up and healed, you head so out into this... this hallway here. 
door, yep. um, this, yeah, the southern door at the end of this hallway or whatever this is. Um, does this look like it's a used door? Like you can kind of tell from like maybe dirt on the floor, whether the door has been opened a lot or... The one that would be to your left as you yeah. pass out of this room? No, it doesn't look like it's been opened in generations. Okay. It actually looks like it. they didn't, they've never even bothered. Uh, that looks utterly and completely unused. Like taking 10 on survival will tell you that one pretty, uh, pretty easily. Um... So yeah, just uh, let everybody know and be probably the other way. <laughs> and also that other door on the far western side of this chamber is where the dude came from. So it seems like a safe yeah. assumption. So as the group of you walk into this central chamber, you can see it's kind of an annex, uh, an atrium in the center of the building with doors connecting all around uh, one on the north, one on the south, and two on each of the eastern and western walls, leading into various chambers. Uh, you can see that the northeastern door is also opened as well, and it looks like it leads into another room, much like the one that you passed through when you first entered, just an office or a chamber of assorted bureaucracy, but it looks a lot more damaged. Uh, furniture and desks have been very roughly battered or thrown and cast aside. It's not... Based on the location too? of the ice storm <laughs> and the fact that they came in very wet and slightly pre-damaged, it does not take a DC-20 intelligence check to assume this is probably where they came from uh, when the reinforcements came down. Uh, I was going to just peek into this kind of hallway on the left and see if just if I can sense anyone in this room over here where oh. this man was. That westernmost room is a truly enormous chamber. Uh, the height of which extends up through what would be the second floor. Uh, and from inside, this is your first view up to the second floor, this little walkway above you, directly above you, that would go across this middle atrium uh, on your side of this inner wall. But on the other side, there are visible windows. You didn't see any from outside. They're all completely darkened because they clearly have been covered over externally to prevent anyone from trying to cover it over and paint it over even to make it more subtle than the front doors for boating entrance and to hide the fact those windows existed at all the room itself was clearly a library uh stacked with a dozen empty massive glass fronted bookcases each one with rounded metal identification plates on the side i don't know if they've specifically invented the dewey decimal system in galarian but whatever their equivalent would be with beneath that simple labeling for the subject matter of each area. The vast majority of the glass of these bookcases has been utterly shattered and destroyed, and there is near nothing left in, inside them. But what there is also does look like it's pretty ancient and untouched. The darkness that was in there that he was standing in, is that magical in any way? Well, it's, it's just... gone now. This seems to be the same dimly okay. torchlight room as everything else. It's almost as if a literal art of shadows just follows him around. Not enough to be like a supernatural bubble of darkness, but just it's it's just darker wherever he is. He saps the light from the area around him. Inori's so jealous. So jealous. Inori never imagined she was going to come here to lose an edge off, but here we are. <laughs> Who lost? This isn't over yet. <laughs> So you uh, 
what you would see from the middle room here, the group of you as you're just glancing around these various doors, is that the northern room does have a window set into it, and it's very clearly a stairwell. Uh, there's a square reinforced window set into the center frame of the door at about shoulder head level, and behind it you can see a staircase leading up on the left and what appears to be a staircase leading down on the right. Again, we're going back to the recurring theme of the first half of the campaign. Not a fortress, an Imperial Archives building. Well, what do you guys think? I think more than likely they'd be underneath. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we should move down. Maybe, I guess. Baylor, you can stand by me. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm going first. Then. Terribly reticent to not be at the polar back of the party. <laughs> so it's that one that's yep, the, the northernmost centralized door. So you, uh, you guys come forward, and as you pass, you can see a little further into that room off to the side. And, uh, just, just is it line line status? We're making uh, well, an orderly queue. I thought we queue. were going. I thought was this the stairway? Is... The stairway is the door you're all lined up for. Uh, the government has long since abandoned this city. You don't need to form the orderly queue. But if that is <laughs> well, the battle positions like, you wish to take, I thought you it's could the only the principle of the thing. Person. Yeah, I thought you could only really go one person. There, I'll stagger it. There you go. Yeah. better now. <laughs> we're staggered. Oh. Are you happy now? You guys are funny. You guys are funny, and I appreciate you. Uh, Kane of the door does appear to be locked. Oh. Um, does it appear to be magically locked this time? No, this just looks like a regular, normal, like, well, they would lock up when they were leaving for the afternoon. Do, 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 Is it a similar lock to the one from the outside door? Uh, it or? is not. That one had been replaced and dramatically reinformed, uh, reformed around being much more protective. Uh, it was... It was an older... It's also the external lock to the building. They modified it somewhat, whoever is here. Obviously with the magic. But the external doors always have a much bigger, hardier lock than the interior doors. So, Kina pulls out her thieves' tools and starts just trying to open this up for everyone. And as you do... It seems to be a fairly mundane lock. As soon as you so much as touch any of the pins inside, however, ah. with a spell much akin, uh, sound much akin to what pops out when Norrier Baylor protect themselves with uh, arcane wards of force, a cage manifests into being around the vast majority of the hallway, entrapping all of you. And it's worse than that. We're not done. I'm not done. Hold on. Didn't but it is not were. just a cage made of purified force with bars spaced evenly flat a half inch apart from each other. Each bar is also studded with blades formed of the same force energy that extend 10 feet into the cage, skewering all of you. Uh, as it appears... I guess before initiative, any of you can make a reflex save 
Well, I guess just Dara and Baylor. Kanan and Nori really have nowhere to go. Dara and Baylor. You can attempt reflex saves. Baylor to dive backwards and Dara through the door into the other office here. Okay. Baylor with a 20, you're an old wizard and you're not particularly uh, fast. 40. Dara with a 40, you absolutely just hurl yourself into this free room where the shadowy assassin lays in wait. Ow. With his ambush. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Now I need everyone to roll initiative. I can't news. use the immediate on that, could I? What would it be? Uh, where the uh, windy escape? Where I just uh, go sure. Make me a reflex save, dude, for the same reason. Because okay. still, still, if you make the reflex DC, I'll let you use windy escape as an immediate action to get out of the cage. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it would be to dodge this, the well, or take DR to the spike, I guess. Does it not move you? No, Windy Escape is like D DR10 magic to uh, an attack, I guess. Okay, well, if you make the reflex save, what's well, DR10 magic? It's a force effect. It's gonna, it's not gonna do anything. Oh, no. never mind. Yeah, they're not. They're they're pure force constructs. They're not real blades. Well, give me your initiative. I'll get Shadow Catching right. Man's initiative. I think I may use my. <clears throat> My guy didn't add to the table. Hello? Do it. Thank you. All right, what does that give you, Kina? Uh, I can't even. Sorry. Maybe not. I'll... All right, so this, uh, this guy is... I can't find it anymore. ...going to lash out at Dara as he enters. Uh, a black short sword being withdrawn from his cloak in a near instant, encapsulated seemingly in the same shadow as everything else he seems to touch. As he makes his presence known, the room around Dara also near immediately is drained of some of its light, darkening visibly. So even those of you who can't see this assassin like around the corner, pretty obvious he's there. He is not a, not a very sneaky man. Dara, what is your flat-footed? No, I have unkind of dodge, so I can no longer be caught flat-footed. Ooh, solid. Okay, so what's your AC? Uh, 37. We take those. Alrighty. And with that 37... He is going to swing his sword at you several times, but that that uncanny dodge is exactly the right phrase. He expected to land an easy, true strike as you came through the door, but you at this point senses have been honed beyond what us mere mortals know as paranoia, and you are already avoiding the strikes before you even know the man is there. But frustrated, he does focus in and manage to land one, one strike against you. And you are going to take 23 damage. Okay. Now, Inori, Kahina, and Baylor here in the force cage, as it springs into being, are trapped between these razor sharp, uh, near one or two dimensional blades of force energy. And each of you is going to take 25 damage from the. And slashing effects of these that just they don't even damage your armor they just ignore it they just cut right through 
They're so sheer that there's not even immediate pain. Not even immediate blood. But you look down, you can see them passing through you, and you uh, know it is not good. Now, Kahina, before you take your turn, I'm going to let everybody know that this cage is completely full of spikes, but you've already been, they're not moving. You've already been scared by what's appeared. If you take any actions, you will continue to take more damage. It's going to hurt you regardless, but it will hurt you a lot more if you are moving around in the spikes. Okay, so if I stand still, we're, like, even spells and whatnot, just speaking? Spells have huge somatic components. If your spell only has a verbal component, then I, I'll say you could do that. So but I can, spells involve I can huge still sweeping motions. So no, I can spells. perform. You can perform. You can sing. You can sing cautiously. I can speak to Dara <laughs> and buff Dara. And that's all that matters right now is to try to figure out how to get out of this and keep Dara alive while Balar figures out what the heck we're going to do. All right. Balar. Or, or, or Nori. Dario on deck. This does appear to be a wall of force type effect, correct? Make me a spellcraft check. It does I mean, appear to be a wall of force type effect, yes. Thirty-seven. This is a force cage. It's like a wall of force, but way worse. And it will be similarly near immune, actually just wholly immune, to dispel magic. But you also are aware of how to destroy walls of force, and I believe that is the spell that you have. Yes. And I have something else as well. Okay. Is it... Wait, do you... There's no way you just have still disintegrate. I have... Is there any way to make this pop up? I don't know. What you can tell the you can tell the class yeah. how the wizard this time has the perfect <laughs> tool to circumvent my thing. Caster's tech. A tattoo on Baylor's arm is going to start glowing. When did Baylor get tattoos? In, In the two, two year time. Two years. <laughs> fair, fair. In two years. Baylor joined a biker Pulls gang. Pulls up his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> All right going to activate the magic of this tattoo and it's going to allow me to cast a still silent I disintegrate. I hate you. I want you to know that I hate you. So, wow. you standing very still wow. just with the slightest twitch of a finger just to make sure it hits. <laughs> don't move. Don't say anything. But this green I hate you so much. This green <laughs> blast of energy just sears forth out of Baylor's fingers and in an instant fizzles away ah. the spiky prison. Had a plan too. <laughs> can I roll it just just to roll it? Let yes, him roll it. You can roll it. <laughs> you know it automatically destroys force effects, but go ahead and roll it. 111 damage. I hate you so much. Wow. How? Oh, it's 2d6 for catch level, right? It's it's the ridiculous yeah. one. So 38. 32. 32. 
Here's 16, right? 32 D6 damage. Is that a Force one, is is gone. That one a day type of deal? The tattoo is once a day. Oh, wow. That's even better than I was thinking it was. All right. That, uh, you good? Yeah, that's what I got. I've just barely managed to get that off. He was like, oh. Dara, Nori, you're on deck. As he swings this sword at you, uh, you can see a faint pulsating glow uh, red deep inside it with every string, um, uh, with every swing, almost like a beating heart embedded within his shadow shrouded blade, which pulls it unerringly towards your own heart. And it is only your skills and your armor that have kept you safe so far. This is literally the edgiest dude that exists. Um, yeah, gosh. Please kill him wow, for all of our sakes. Please kill him for the sake of everyone watching the stream. This so, level of edge cannot be allowed to exist. So just uh, out of character uh, for saying, um, I, this has never really come up because I'm never this close to people. <laughs> but can I shoot from right here at him? Yes, it will provoke an attack of opportunity every time you shoot and every time you reload. So you will shoot, provoke, reload, provoke, shoot, provoke, reload, provoke. Most people, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. Things that don't have combat reflexes clearly take one of attack of opportunity. This is first edition. Basically, everything has combat reflexes. But he is just okay, a guy, just so he wouldn't first... have gotten it for no reason. No, it's okay, every but... shot provokes. It's a it's new instance. Okay, because okay, it's, a okay, new okay. Act, it's a new activity that provokes every shot. Okay. You do. Well, I don't believe this has ever come up before, so I'm going to call out to you. You do have a gunslinger deed specifically for hitting people in melee with your crossbow. I know. Yeah. Okay. I know you've literally I... never had a chance to pistol whip somebody, but you do have that. It is, it is D10 damaged. And, and I can knock them down. I can knock, actually knock them prone, but, or I could just step away and then shoot them. Uh, I'm going to, I keep rolling. I actually don't actually stop in front of him. The reason he, he's hard, I'm hard to hit is that I leap out of the way of this and I just like roll along this room and uh, move over. I end up rolling uh, quite a ways into the room, get up, uh, into a kind of a defensive crouch and fire off uh fire off shot trying He's going to swing once at you as you retreat taking one last shot with his okay. dark sword uh but what was your see again uh 37 let me see let me see sorry uh 37 there's yeah it's gonna it's gonna miss as you dodge under that last strike, because he's just trying to keep you in range. Okay, um, I uh, shoot one shot. Uh, I just, uh, I just uh, am in this defensive stance. I look over and I shoot it, and I try and pin him. Like, oh, pin him again. Because I know it didn't work last time, but it might work this time. <laughs> All right, give me the attack roll. Okay, there we go. Six. So close to that seven every time. So 38. 38 hits. And then for 20 damage. Alright. Uh, it's not confusing anymore. I take the heart away. And, and then, then um, he is also, again, just pin to the freaking wall. And then extra two. Just. What's two for? Oh, just before me. Is it not? Yeah. Does it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it gives an emanates through walls because definitely a wall between the two. But it's two damage. I don't care enough, so I'm gonna give it to him. So, Inori, 
And then it'll be him and then Katie on deck. He got pinned to the wall. Did yeah, I hear pinned that? to the wall. Yeah, you hear a bolt collide <laughs> to the wall, ripping through his leather armor and uh, attaching a significant part of his kit. He cannot easily free himself. All right. Uh, I'm going to briskly move through the door. And as I come through the door, kind of do almost like a very uncharacteristic for Inori, almost like a, a pirouette spin with the sword <laughs> down to her knee. And as doing that, purple energy is going to come out of the sword and it's going to, I'm going to spell strike vampiric touch. Ooh, okay. Uh, singing is happening. Singing is happening, yes. Okay. There's the attack. He's holding very still and singing. 36. Uh, 36 will hit. <laughs> I feel like no matter what their AC is, if you specifically roll a 36, it's always a hit. That's fine with me. <laughs> yep. I'll take that. Uh, this is sword damage first. Oh boy, Ooh. 22. A 22. Uh, that strike about lays him low where he is pinned against the wall here. And I mean, you moved and swung, so. Or did you blade uh, dash? You didn't blade dash, right? You just moved no, 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 no. That was the, just the sword attack. Now this is the the spell that was attached to it. Oh, right. You spell your spell striking. Yeah. The vampiric touch. Okay. Oof. Oh, he's vampire. All the dice. Thirty-one necrotic damage. Necromancy damage. <laughs> what happens? He's done. He's dead, man. Uh, yes. He had oh, okay. like a third I, I, of his health. I saw life in his life bar. I was like, okay. So, spinning through in a quick motion down to a knee, you know, turn my back on him, obviously, because that's more edgy than him. <laughs> and he's just You're not like, turning your back on him. He's just facing a wall that's right in front of you, yeah, right? exactly. Like okay. Exactly. I, you know, to I got It's about sending a message. You just... <laughs> And he, into like, a wall. it's hard to believe, but the color that he does have, everything just goes. It's gray, but now it's just bleh, nothing. He's got nothing left. Sap it all out now. I'll take that life, bro. Thanks. <laughs> what percentage do I get from that? I forget. Uh, you get all of it. It is a oh, temporary. Yeah, you get a temporary overshield uh, basically you have 31 hit points that will have to be chewed through before it gets to your real health bar it'll last an hour so you have prepared yourself to delve even yet further cool into these archives now as he falls Zenori comes in the room and Flexes on him for implying that there's a character in his campaign more edgy than she is. What do you do, party? What now? We found him. And uh, thanks to still silent disintegrates, we were able to get out of the forest cage. Fantastic, well. by the way. My goodness. Yeah. Um. What I do have. That was unpleasant. What I do have is that I need to remember that, uh,. I have the GP redemptions because I just remembered that's the thing they have open and have to look at it. So Dara, because I'm super bad at this. Dara, you get 
Two hero points, actually. Whoa! Mm. Pump the brakes. Infamous on hero ninety-one gave you one. You get one hero point. I told there are no places in audience participation reward. I'm gonna refund his GP. Uh, and excuse me. He's not a participant. He's an audience now. He's an audience He's now. An audience. We talked about this. This is a fire. He is a member of the two perception team. His character's in the credits, guys. The point <laughs> is to let the viewers interact on some small level with the campaign they're not a part of. And, uh, and I'm going to let really? you know, just Jake 29 while I super appreciate the NPC name you've put forward, I am going to refund that. I'm not going to use that one. Oh, no. It's not because it's bad. I see what you're going for, and I do appreciate your, your commitment to, to try, trying to help build a cool story here. But uh, I'm not going to name... I'm not going to make Inori's dad a character because you spent someone spent GP for it. If that's going to happen, it's going to be like a significant plot. But he put Dante Dento in there. I'm going to give you your <laughs> GP back on that. That's cool. I'm gonna give you a GP back on that one, so that it's uh, you can spend it on on whatever, or hold it. But I'm not gonna put that would that would at this point be like a character connected. That'd be a huge story event for Dante Nintendo to show up. Uh, but there's I one like more. your gumption though. That was yeah. pretty good. That would yeah. That, that, was would, yeah, bold. that would let that nobody bold, sir. let nobody <laughs> doubt his boldness. <laughs> There was a GP for Dante Dentho in the name register. Uh, and Yefetikaba with a hero point as well. Thank you. That's not a hero point if you get it, though. That's a kind of hero point. No, it's, no, a, it's villain. a villain. No. Villains are the heroes in their own story. No one thinks of the bad guys, except maybe Panabar. Panabar's probably fully aware he's not a good person. But, uh, I don't think he cares, I think though. we've left the nobody feels no thinks of the bad guys section of the campaign. I mean, I guess technically if you give me one, it's a villain point as well. That is true. I would argue giving Baylor one is much more of a villain point than giving it to me. We should definitely change well, not it. Not if you use it on Panavar. I don't know that you're less evil than Panavar. <laughs> like, but oh, anyway. Less evil. Of course he, he has he grander schemes, but is he more evil? He's just done playing JV ball. He's just got bigger plans going. That makes sense. Soul evil. Crucible. Uh, it's pretty evil. Got you there. I, I had to talk. I had to have the talk with Inori about how messing with souls was evil. Yeah. <laughs> there. Okay. There's your one shining Got moment of humanity. Anyway, uh, this room up here is really just another office, as far as you can tell. This is uh, uh, now that you've come into it more. Any smashed glass and damaged splinters in here have just been swept up into the far corner, uh, along with a few frames for stretching parchment uh, to prepare it for official use. So it seems that some amount of the production actually took place here. Now on the south side, five bedrolls are arranged on the floor along a low table set with some simple plates and cutlery, a couple sets of dice and cards, and scattered around the bedrolls there's uh, some discarded clothes, cheaply printed novels, and just some small personal effects and entertainments. But there are five beds here. So far, you have killed five assassins. I take off Edgeman's mask. You absolutely see can. See what this man actually looks like. As you unmask 
this villain who, as my final act of defiance to Inori's existence, I am going to give you the full art card for. I will oh. not go quietly into the night. Oh, no. Edgelord Supreme! He's got, he's got Laugh Stand, guys! <laughs> not good. Is I, oh, dang it, it's always so hard to find. Is it this? Here? This would be, oh, I'm so bad at roll-20ing. Okay, I can search this. Do this. Could be... The actual NPC. Ah, there it is. Because I have to put this up. I have to. I can't take this lying down. <laughs> I would love to fight that man at night under man the stars in... and the rain soaked oh. wood. God. <laughs> the White Raven against yeah. <laughs> Ryan and Sadie, whatever his name is. This man on his full grade shadowed level letter, leather armor tattered cloak drifting behind him with a simple gray hood pulled up over his head wielding that enshadowed sword and commanding the obedience of a sentient shadow pull away his mask to reveal the man behind the curtain so to speak and it's kind of disappointing well, he is certainly not human. He is at least half-human. Uh, this man is a fetchling. Uh, just like there are tieflings and very common in Cheliax that are half-demon, half-human, or Baylors that are half-elf, half-human. This man is simply the result of a union of one of the creatures in the Plane of Shadow with a human. And he has taken some of their traits onto himself. But being a, a fetchling alone certainly does not pose... Uh, grant them, rather, this level of power and command over the darkness. This level of edginess was something he heened to a fine edge over his entire life, uh, making a, a perfect form out of the manipulation of shadows and darkness, uh, a fighting style of it, just existence. But he is just a fetchling, and you don't recognize him. It's, it's nobody that you... You know, it's no one you've ever seen. However, tucked inside his leather armor on a necklace, he does have a holy symbol. And uh, it kind of catches on the beak of the mask as you draw it away, uh, pulling it up onto his neck visible. A smooth, light gray, holy symbol of Norgorber. A very plain one-eyed mask now this is not the first time the party has interacted with Norgorber's assassins and Taldor if I examine this symbol is there like a chip missing out of it anywhere yes <laughs> there is a small shard missing on the bat on the inside of it near the bottom where it appeared to have chipped in a scuffle at some point and lost a small piece like a small porcelain yeah what what, what am it i missing does, here 
Perfectly match the small piece of porcelain you found in Emperor's Eutropia's bedroom. The man who killed the Empress. This... It wasn't Jareth. This isn't it Jareth. It was this rando. I'm gonna go sit down. It's just insulting. After all your, I guess, perhaps delusions of grandeur, all your scheming, you built up this adventure, this arc for yourselves in your heads, like a storybook novel that would come to some grand conclusion, but the architect of Eutropia's assassination is this random cleric of Norgorber. Assumedly, uh, one of the higher-ups of the Brotherhood of Silence. Now, this is, of course, disappointing. But you found him. Found the killer. Can we check if there are any other traps on the door, or...? Heading back over to the doorway, if we, I mean, it'd be on Kahina, because she's the only one with the stable device, I believe. I think she's the only one capable of opening this. <laughs> it's a good I'm lock. Sure it's Nori... a spectacular one. None of you wizards know knock? Hello? What happened? Come talk to me. I do not know knock. No, I don't either. I'm not I'm not quite a human. Uh, well, do just... you think that was the only tra trap on the door? Go back and look. Y'all stay in there. <laughs> you may have to get me out of this again. There's only so many times I'm going to be able to get you out of that. <laughs> I realize that. So I... Is that a disabled device check or is it a perception check to see if it's still there? Uh, you can make me a perception check to see if there's still a trap is what that would be, yes. Okay. 30. Yeah, well, with a 30 looking down, inspecting this lock, uh, whatever trigger, physical or magical, there may have been, it does appear to have been set and detonated. Uh... You can actually see all magical traps do have a fine physical trigger, uh, and it is cut. It is it is broken. It would have mm -hmm. to be manually repaired to function again. Okay. So, so you spend. I mean, there's no penalty of failure anymore. So don't worry about rolling yeah. it. You spend a moment picking through this lock, and you get it open as well, where it leads beyond into an absolutely ruined staircase. Uh, the staircase, both up and down, as soon as they would uh, would turn their various directions around the corner, leads to just decay and rubble. This door was just bait. And I would uh, also just uh, spend just a moment while we're looking around healing up again, just to let you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just set yourself next. I'm sure there's nothing on him, but after I'm done pouting, I would 
want to investigate the guy further maybe he's he's clearly working for somebody i mean aside from his religion. brotherhood of silence not the type to just go about assassinating empresses without exactly something in it for him brotherhood of silence him. isn't the type to go around assassinating anybody without something in it and it on him. make me a knowledge i don't know local or history Baylor. take dealer's choice It's going to be a local. It's going to be a 24. Well, they're a very shadowy organization, of course. They're a freaking assassin's guild. It's not like there's just a book you can go read about the Brotherhood of Silence and their exploits. They are occasionally caught. Their plans are stopped. You stopped one such plan uh, early on in book one, actually, back in Opara, in the very beginning of your journeys. You saved Martella from the Brotherhood of Silence who at the time was being led by a tiny clown. And you know that they are a pretty widespread force throughout Taldor, but they are a contracted assassin's guild. They do not do anything... Like, they, they serve Norgorber. They're half worshippers, half assassins for hire. They do everything for a price, and that price is not always money. Sometimes it's steep information, but there always is a price, and it is always quite high. They... Do not, if ever, assassinate for their own means or for their own advancement, even if it would be beneficial to them, as Norgorber and his doctrines frown upon that quite highly. They're not just random killers. They don't do things without reason. The fact that this appears to be a Brotherhood of Silence hit indicates there is somebody else pulling the strings somewhere. What I don't understand is why Inori didn't jump and try to roll lore underground immediately. That I'm was like your moment, man. I mean, I like I I put the bumper rails in on the bowling alley and handed you a four pound ball, and I was like, "Here you go, buddy," and you just didn't roll it. Like, I mean, you you immediately went, "Hey, Baylor, make a knowledge roll." So I'm like, "All right." Baylor was asking. You already knew it was an assassin. <laughs> How often does someone ask me for something and you jump in and be like, hey, <laughs> that was your cue to do that it. Was, that was my chance. Oh, well. Perhaps there'll be more moments in the future, but that was certainly <laughs> one of them for your lore underground. Next book, right? Next book. <laughs> sure. I think I just like blocked it out of my mind at this point. I've been <laughs> turned down so many times. No, well, go ahead. Roll me a lore underground. Roll me a lore underground. <laughs> This is my moment. Because you might have more specific knowledge on Brotherhood of Silence than he does. 30? Uh, with a 30, the only thing I guess you would really know further than that's actually exactly so you know slightly further. The only thing you would know further about that is they're led, like the, the circle as a whole, of assassins, that is, of course. The Brotherhood of Silence circle, not the circle circle. Uh, I was circle. like, huh? Yeah. The circle as a whole, the whole ring circle of assassins round circle <laughs> is uh ring was the word i was looking for <laughs> i'm just watching you trigger ryan like every time you say circle you, you know that they are run by somebody known only as the masked marquee but there is literally nothing known about whoever that figure is uh he's never he or she has never taken a public face they've 
never been introduced, and most of their hits are run by, like, they're led by someone, like this one. Uh, just like Wasoka in the first book, and whoever this Fetchling is in the second book. They have, like, a team leader, they have higher-ups, they have ranking officials, but there is a center to this web somewhere. But yeah, there is helps. exactly Damn. zero information about that. I have a crystal ball. I'm just saying. He's so you were develop an eye you twitch. Were briefly saying you wanted to look over his body, Minori. Yeah. So he does have a lot. Of course, he is also as a high-ranking brother of silence assassin, very well kitted for this uh, to assassinate a literal empress of the, of the country. Professional, yeah. And his gear is phenomenal. Uh, he has two, a uh, twenty acid bolts. I'm not making this up. He has twenty acid bolts on his suit. <laughs> he has a small hand. Okay. He has a small wrist crossbow, and a uh, twenty huh. acid bolts, as well as five. I'm about to see what this is real quick because I'm not. I, I know I googled this once upon a time. It was a week ago. He has five greater hushing bolts. Those are crossbow bolts that, if they strike a target, the target will have to make a will save or be silenced for huh. 30 seconds. Amazing for a spellcaster. Like, you know, Or assassinating Hanavar. a spellcaster. They can't talk. He's got a cloak of resistance plus three, a ring of protection plus one, an amulet of natural armor plus four, which is pretty good. What were those bolts called? They're called Greater Hushing Bolts. I'll give you the actual name so you can just look them up. Uh, he also has a modified belt of dexterity, which... Make me a bullcraft check, Henry. Okay. Oh. And he had ten of those bolts, sorry. Five. Five. Five, five, five. Oh, 43. As you seek for something, anything... To lead to Jareth or whatever, but mostly to prove that you are an edgier character than he is. You pull back the cloak, and you uh, you remove the leather armor I imagine you had to, to Baylor as he identifies as incredibly powerful. You see his beaming Hello Kitty belt buckle. But it's not quite Hello Kitty. It looks very similar, though. It is a glimmering, bright white and silver smiling weasel's face uh cinching up a very thick furry and incredibly soft belt i'm not making this up this is the actual item what drawn around <laughs> drawn around his waist this He's got a fluffy belt a very fluffy belt with an incredibly smi uh, happy smiling weasel buckle that looks very much like the hello kitty logo uh just without the bow this is a belt of incredible dexterity. It will give you plus two dexterity, but it also confers other benefits. The belt of the weasel will allow you to move at half speed while prone instead of in five foot increments. Low crawl. And attackers get no benefit. Your AC is not lowered from the fact that you're prone. And if you are melee attacking, you take no penalty. Uh, it also gives you the compression ability which lets you just lets you squeeze yourself like a ferret into areas smaller than your body. I did not make it up. That is the description of what this item looks like. So, I, I just point at the belt 
It's okay, you know. Look at this thing. That's odd. But I would like that amulet of natural armor, please. Yeah, plus four. I figure someone probably wants that. I would fight you for it. <laughs> Are you going to stand in front and take the hits then? What's... I've never taken one of those. No, so you got me there. Okay. So, the uh, the last two things he has are his armor. What's your spellcraft modifier, Baylor? Or Anori? I know they're both pretty high. I can see Anori's is 24. Is yours higher than 24? Uh, 27. Okay, you can't fail either of these. He has a plus two Heart Seeker short sword. Heart Seeker being basically the melee equivalent of seeking. But it only works on living creatures. And plus four shadow leather armor. Which, in addition to being plus four leather armor, is unfortunately still leather. But it does give you a plus five to any kind of stealth checks. It dampens sound you make while you move and hides your movement while you're sneaking. He's also got a very heavy iron key. Uh, Baylor, you can't possibly fail to check to recognize this, which would make sense, seeing as you grew up in an Abadarn household back in Aparo. This is a key for a vault security box in the main house of Abadar back in Apara. Now, you are fully aware that given the security of the biggest bank in the nation of Taldor, you can't just walk in, say you have the key, and access his box. But it's a step towards that, possibly. If only Baylor had some sort of ability that if he took a tooth or something off this dead man. Yeah, that'd be super useful right now mm -hmm. to disguise himself as this this guy. But I mean, this dude and go open his box in Apara. Well, unless he's keeping orders for who told him to assassinate the Empress in there. He, he might. <laughs> <laughs> Or, Unlike most know. antagonists, this one does not seem to just be carrying a journal that details the full events of his life over the several weeks leading up to the assassination, giving you both a name and a location of who his employer was. He seems to be an actual assassin. <laughs> not a Paizo assassin. I was about to say, are you sure Paizo right? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we bring him back? We, I'm on the channel, but I'm still allowed to take shots. It's in the contract. Wait, wait, like, we... we... We, we defeated a major encounter, and they don't have six journals on them. It well, doesn't it's not, he doesn't have though. a book detailing his entire operation. The only thing you can find is that... I guess I gotta, I gotta recover some face for this guy. He's my baby in some amount, because I have to run him. He gained the respect of this shadow as manipulation of darkness so profound that this creature itself pledged itself to his cause, and he gave it the name obsidian but he was really mad that uh, that was long and the other assassins just kept calling it sadie and that pissed him off a lot hmm. oh it had a name you put your sword through that thing anori my sword has a name too and i swear to god if you start calling me siri we're gonna have a problem <laughs> hey, I'm 
wanted to give you nicknames many times, but I never thought to bring it up because you're kind of grumpy in the mornings. Weird. It's like you've known me for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> you Siri. So, party. You still have true sight on. And already hasn't been six days. It'll take you maybe five minutes to sort through his belongings. Realize there's no real leads. His key to an Abadarian vault and some useful equipment. He was very, very well funded, clearly. He must have been uh, quite a high ranking member. But uh, Pull a tooth, Baylor. We'll go check his vault out later. Before that, I mean, call me crazy. I know I don't really want to waste the resources, but just throwing it out here. What are the odds? that mm, bring the guy back and have a conversation with him before we send him to the afterlife permanently i mean well, he's dead so you'd have to use one of your raised dead scrolls you have to use like a pretty pretty valuable no, resource unless you have, you, you have to speak dead with thing? dead scrolls i have a speak with dead scroll oh my goodness from the palace of bird song in the room ellers was in <laughs> and we're gonna use it to find ellers is dead possibly so you uh, you want to use that there scroll? Well, okay. I would want to discuss it with the party first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. To know what exactly are we going for here? Well, I, for me personally, I want to take down everybody that was responsible for what happened, Utropia. So whoever this guy was working for, clearly there's more. And I mean, if her soul's gone, they did. He must have killed her in a way that did something to her soul. Based on the fact so. that he's got like literally a hundred thousand gold worth of equipment on him, that's certainly not beyond his means. Yeah. We need to know what he did with her soul. So those two things, specifically. Uh, How many questions do we get? Not a lot. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it's well, isn't it three? Two or three. Like my, like my. Uh, Who sent ion you? Dagger. Who sent you? And what did you do with the princess's soul when you killed her? Or how did you capture the princess's soul? I don't know if he can resist it. Can he resist it if he's dead? That, but can you cast speak with dead on someone who isn't? Well, I mean, they can resist it when I stick them. <laughs> yeah, it has a will save. Yeah, it has a will save. He does not have to answer truthfully. He does not have to answer at all. If he could literally use bluff checks to try to straight up lie to you. So we want to ask about the employer, mm -hmm. and we want to ask about the soul. Definitely those two things. All right. So as you pull the magic out from the scroll of Speak with Dead, you get an opportunity to see into the mind, at least briefly, of this creature. The magic animates him. And speak with dead, really. I don't think we've done this before, based on the fact that you still have this scroll. It's, hor it's a horrifying spell. This isn't a mental connection. This is necromantic magic. This is raised dead, but you're only reanimating his face. Just enough that he can physically move his mouth and talk to you. And also simultaneously trying to use your magic to force information out of the dead. Now, what's the DC? Basically nothing, because it's from a scroll. That's kind of what I figured. Uh, it would be 14. Oh, man. All right. So as you cast a spell with the mask removed, 
His eyes blink a few times, still staring listlessly forward towards the ceiling. Uh, towards the wall across from him now, where he'd slumped uh, against this wall in the corner. His mouth first just hangs open, as if all the muscles of his jaw had just ceased to exist. But afterwards, he does speak. Well, unexpected, but unsurprising. Tell me about the job with the Empress. Who sent you? No Garber himself. Kills like this. Of this profile. Only pass from the highest of divine callings. He lusted for that soul. To see Taldor plunged darkness then make me a sense motive check let me make it regardless ooh that ain't good cause you asked I guess you're all here he's talking to the party oh yeah. what uh, excuse me the nat 20 is not good you rolled nat 20 he rolled nat 1 he's just circle jerking him he, uh... I figured as much. He has resisted the spell, and, well, it's not impossible that you may still get something useful from him. That's... Too bad lying. God did not directly days. send him to, uh, <laughs> to kill the Empress. And where is that soul now? Lost. Forever enshrouded in darkness, circled at the hearts of the world, the soul of Taldor. Never retrieve it. And with that, he falls still once again. The last of this breath leaving him. Well, he was a bad liar. Or doesn't care anymore. Mm. He had fun with this temporary reanimation. Well, what do we have? One lead. A lockbox and a goofy name to investigate, I guess. Can try to search the rest of this place as best we can. We're either going to find Jareth and Penavar here or we're not and if we don't we'll go look at his lockbox take a tooth from him so you can be him certainly I think you would then be able to do yeah I can do that put some unguent of timelessness on it cool. so I was for, for a second, I almost asked if that stuff went bad, but then I thought about it for... <laughs> Does the permanent magical preservation sauce have an expiration date on it? Yes. No. <laughs> ha! No. 
<laughs> it's not milk. It does not go south. So you want to, uh, Bailey, briefly pause it, exploring the rest of the area. Do you want to look through the rest of the archives? We're here anyway, and it's not going to hurt. Well, this Might stairwell as well. leaves nowhere. leads nowhere now, long since collapsed. You can see the remnants of the second floor up above you from here in the library. Uh, circling around this large... Uh, much more deep-set bookshelf in the center of the room. Uh, you can see that it doesn't lead to any other doors or any other directions. But as you're walking through, because uh, I just kind of we're, we're looking for things. Everybody's going to roll me a perception check, and we're looking through the express purpose of looking. Or you, if you guys just want to be taking ten, we can we can just take ten. Uh, I would take my time because of the true sight just to really That's scan. great. You got a couple minutes that left. You only want to get your true sight value. Yeah. So uh, you roll me a perception then. You've got the true sight. All right. Kind of just looking through this library. Uh, 30. Ooh, feels exact lethal. Cool. As you were looking through these here looking for anything that might give you a direction this massive book bookcase in the middle kind of catches your eye you look it over this isn't a bookcase not at all no this is actually a small room with a door right in front of you painted to look very extravagantly to look like the empty bookcase around the room. And as you come around the corner, you just barely catch it. As it doesn't, it's painted, so it doesn't move quite right uh, when you're up close to it. And you realize it actually has a hinge on the inside and can swing inward. <laughs> leading you to the real staircase. Hey, Good look. job, Anori. Yeah. I see things. Where do we think this goes, huh? Somewhere we probably need more magic to fight. No, we're good, that's for sure. But it's the best lead we've got at the moment. I was just going to say it goes down the stairs. Hmm. I was just being literal. Okay. Y'all had to so make a joke out of it, but fine. <laughs> what? I was just saying it goes down the stairs. Like, we can go down the stairs now. What do you have, Baylor and Nori? What have you used? What do we have left? Uh, he would never admit it, but Ciaran's kind of tired. Me, I could go all day. Come on. Should we use one of these that Carius gave us? Close that door quietly. Oh. Okay. Assuming that she is going <laughs> Your to... Your chair uh, is perfectly tied. I know, right? <laughs> the first that, time ever it worked perfectly. <laughs> assuming that he's going to agree, she very cautiously reseals the door leading down to the staircase. We followed the assassin here. We took care of the assassin. Yeah. Ah. Anyone else here, if we didn't find this that they know of, 
there's no reason for us to come back. Big brain wizard okay. plays. So we hide and we wait. Well, we can take this time to recuperate mm -hmm. without them without them knowing that we plan on coming back. Mm -hmm. Do fair. we then... If there's anyone down there, though, shouldn't we stake out the... Well, what I'm saying is, do we leave or do we just appear to leave? We have the scrolls, mm -hmm. we have teleports, we have, I have to... my own personal hideaway. So if we use one of the There's... scrolls that the prince gave us, or your personal hideaway, we make it look like we're teleporting back, and then... Return refreshed. Mm -hmm. Able without... to face whatever's ahead of us. Right, without, without really even having to leave. Going back out and facing... Can we rig up something on the door to... to... You can't get in. Or, like, that door... No, I wouldn't rig anything up because we don't want them to know we found it. But as far yeah, the as... the whole point is, like, the whole point of what he's saying is that mm -hmm. they won't realize that you knew there was more. And we can use... Oh, is, is there... There's, like, old books around here, right? Yeah, there's some scattered throughout. Ancient yellowed tomes of things that are not interesting. Yeah, just... I'm just saying, Put... if there's one hiding down there and they decide to come out, I don't want to miss that. Well, might be leaving. But I'm saying, what Baylor was saying is, put a look like maybe we looked around and didn't find anything and we left, and just leave a book out. And if the book is moved, when yeah, we come leave back, a we book know... leaning against it. If it's fallen over when we come back, we know the door was opened at some point. I'm cool with that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, with with how well I can track things, I may just be able to. Uh, leave a layer of dust in front of the door where it swings and if the dust has been disturbed I should be able to let's do both notice. those things mm -hmm. but the book is I mean a bit obvious for not if it looks like but we just the, looking around the book is obvious mm -hmm. we do the book and you do your thing so it looks if like they the book is the book decoy. back then they we know they were trying to hide it very we went up your bait stairs with your bait alarm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so then we can use any of these doors and use the scroll on the door to make it the door to the other to the uh, magical palace, magical mansion, whatever that's magnificent mansion. Mansion. You have to say it like that every time now. <laughs> magnificent. And so we use one of their own doors as our door. And we never, they never know. I, I kind of want to see your secret hideaway. I mean, honest. we could do that too. Let's, let's talk about it a few times. Let, let's, let's go out the door. Don't close it all the way, but leave the building and then 
Yeah. Okay, well, nothing here, guys. So <laughs> I'm going to head out front and uh, leave. So bye. Nothing here, he says, leaving a wake of corpses behind him. <laughs> okay, yeah, we take those. Nothing. They were nothing. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, they oh, it hurts me. Right, I had to run these. Poor Baylor. It's getting dark. Good. So, what are you? Uh, where are you guys? Where are you going? What is your final plan here? Is it Mage's magnificent mansion, or something else? Or is it? Plane shift into. <laughs> you just go hang I out like, in the magnificent I like mansion. Plane already short, has. I like plane shift into Baylor's dimension. Well, we don't want to intrude on and, his yeah, secret wizard <laughs> stuff, right? I mean, if, you, if you're inviting us, I would be more than happy to check out the the abode and other dimensions because it's kind of cool. You know, I I need to go there anyway. I think I might have something there that could yes. help us. All right, let's go. So. Baylor, with what seems like nearly no effort, weaves out a much more powerful spell. Just right in the room? We could just do it in the room. Pulling the group of you out of this plane of existence, where you appear now in Baylor's own personal plane of existence. His own realm. The landless dimension, if you will. Casa de la Landless. Now, what is here, Baylor? What what is the Landless dimension? What is your demi plan? So, first thing everyone is going to notice is a stone tower, almost sixty feet tall, directly in front of all of us. Thirty foot across. That sounds familiar. 30 foot across, big wooden door. Uh, outside of it, there are some bushes and vines with various nuts and berries and things growing on them. And from, from the furthest edges of it, the ground, which has grass on it, extends another 10 feet. So it's the whole thing is 50 feet by 50 feet. And then the tower goes up almost 60. In the back corner, there is a huge oak tree sitting there. And beyond this square of 50 by 50, it's just a slowly swirling, empty whiteness Ooh. marking the edge of everything. And as we show up, I'm going to start making a sound that almost sounds like I'm in pain. But as it draws out, it's going to continue almost like I'm speaking a language that none of you understand. As I say something. And after speaking like that for a couple seconds, it's going to turn around and look at everybody and be like, well, here we are. Mm -hmm. And you can't touch the white stuff? 
Try touching the white stuff. I don't know uh, if I want No, he to. wants you to touch the white stuff. The opposite. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna not then. <laughs> so, do you Would have you say like... your, your dimension here is clearly, it seems to be more lawful than it is evil. You, you guys, it's more of a lawful area we have. Yes, it is. It is. Kahina is actually probably uncomfortable here. Have the lawful kingdom theme from the King Maker. Oh Let's see if to go find. Oh boy. Yes, I am. I am. My skin's kind of itchy. Is it? Is it similar to awesome. the material plane as far as gravity goes? And oh yeah, normal gravity. Okay. Just look at this big, huge, tall tower and back at Baylor, compensating for something. <laughs> Interesting question, the, the, is, is, the, the plane is actually lawfully aligned, so you don't feel great here. <laughs> uh, you're like just sick constantly. It's just you're like, you're like n mildly nauseous and just uncomfortable. Like you can never really stand or sit in a way that doesn't make you feel like you should shift slightly. You're never at peace here. <laughs> So does that mean I can't rest? You can, oh, you can rest. rest just you can fine. rest. Okay. You, you, I mean, it's like this Motel 8 rest, but you can rest. <laughs> mechanically, you are taking penalties on every charisma-based check you have, and you are a bard. <laughs> <laughs> you feel really bad. As long as I can get my spells back, that's all I care about. So... And at this point, like... the front door would probably open. <laughs> just on its own. With no no visible motion at all, the front door would just swing slowly open. Silently. Perfectly oiled hinges making no sound whatsoever. And I imagine Baylor undoes his, his cloak or his cape and takes off whatever, like, big weapons or st his staff he might carry around and just holds them out and they just float in the air before just heading back inside the tower. He did tell me some about this so I can help a little. Uh-huh. That's pretty neat. Uh, we have like a grocery store here? Did we talk long enough for the true sight to wear off? Oh, I don't know. It would be, it would be soon if not now. He was in the light fading from uh, Minori's eyes. It well, sounds like she's uh, dying, but two unseen servants taking my stuff. Oh, you you okay. would you would actually see like transparent, <laughs> ghostly butlers, impeccably dressed, with their towel draped over their arms, and each of them would approach, bow slightly, take Baylor's things, and head back inside. And the other just standing there, still at waiting to receive him. And as your true sight fades, he disappears from view. I'm just gonna look at Baylor and Blake. No, only no, in they're not living at all. <laughs> okay. No, not even remotely. I living. wouldn't see any. Okay. You see nothing. You just see these things floating away, just like a hand. I just give Baylor a little nod. <laughs> so about well, that food. If nobody wants to touch the edges, I'll start heading inside. <laughs> yeah. Do you really want someone to touch the edge of his dimension? You guys head inside the uh, tower after Baylor, I assume, because there's not a ton of space outside. There's a nice yard. There's that big oak tree, but there's not a lot out here. Big oak tree is slowly creaking. 
I need to follow him inside. It's no wind, but it's slowly creaking. Don't worry about it. Elf. I'm guessing this is. I'm guessing this is the elf side <laughs> coming out. Nature. But yes, you ask about food. There is various things that can be eaten growing on the bushes and vines around the. Various things that can be eaten is not as assuring as you would hope. <laughs> Fruits and nuts and things that grow here, God. but uh, as we walk in, as we walk in the front door, the first floor appears to be sort of a kitchen type area. There's a table, there's cabinets holding different things that you look in them, stuff that generally keeps longer. There's like drinks and dried foods, that sort of thing. Plenty to eat. Might not be the most amazing things you've ever eaten, but... Food is food. I appreciate it. you'll be alive. So, do you spend what feels like a really just an indeterminate amount of time? Does, does time pass normally near a demiplane? It does because you need greater to do that. Ah, okay. That. So it is not an indeterminate amount of, amount of time. It would still be afternoon when you arrived. And you wouldn't so much see the sun. There's not a sun. But the light would fade out from the dimension as afternoon past evening eventually winking out to a near permanent twilight state as if there was a full moon it never really gets fully dark here and there's no visible source of the light it just emanates inwards from the white mist bordering the edges of Baylor's domain here I was going to say worldly domain but it's the exact opposite of that do you have, does everyone get beds at least, or like? There are, from the first floor, there is a stone set of stairs up to a second that is more of a bedroom type area. It's got two beds, more to just fill up space than actual need. <laughs> the lack of symmetry of a single bed drove you insane. You needed at least two of them. You couldn't handle it. And the, the ceiling on the second floor is fairly high, but there is also a ladder leading up to a trap door to a third. Well, you guys are sharing, sounds like. But you know it's safe. It's nice mm -hmm. enough. It's comfortable if you're not Kahina. Two is slowly just growing, I imagine, more irritable and miserable by the moment as she's forced to spend the greater part of an afternoon and a night here. You can sleep, you can sleep fine, you can regenerate. But there are again, it's not a great. few things I want to take care of while we're here. Okay. Uh, the, the irony of the amount of time this takes between the two amuses me, so that's why I'm talking about it. Okay. I'm going to spend 10 minutes digging through my bag of plot convenience. Just sorting things Dude. out. Pulling out little odds, bits of paper, notes, uh -huh, uh -huh, nodding a little bit, stroking his beard, arranging things, double-checking, counting, going back, and spending some time arranging, making sure he's got everything in order. And to then one pull item. out a scroll. And then take four minutes writing down that scroll in my spellbook. <laughs> Ten minutes to find it, four minutes to copy it. <laughs> that is actually kind of funny. That is, I, I appreciate that. But you up in your bed chambers in your, in your study, 
Yeah, I go up to copy the office this up down. top. Up, up upstairs to the office, he says. They go copy his things down, leaving the group of you to make yourselves comfortable, I suppose. Eh. As you can. <laughs> but you have an evening spent here in the landless dimension. There's no real way anyone could contest you without finding a way to this dimension first. Now, it's not impossible for divinations to reveal what dimension you're in. That's the express purpose of Mage's Magnificent Mansion, is it cannot be entered except by the front door. So if you got, hypothetically, Panavar cared enough to really, like, scry you, and then play, like, in Crater Teleport, I think, can leave the plane, or Plane Shift, whatever. He could he'd teleport have to here. Shift here. Yeah, yeah. he'd have to Plane Shift, but he could Plane Shift here. But it's literally not connected to anything. It's the safest you're gonna get. It, it's it's technically part of the astral plane. He could come here, but it's as comfortable, uh, comfortably safe as you could really experience given the odds you're putting yourselves up against here. And as you rest for the evening, completely for going uh, going back almost to the pre-Utropia assassination, a moment of not having to worry for your own safety constantly. You rest well, you awaken the next morning. As light begins to grow back outside from the mists enshrouding his towers. There's one tower, rather. And you need Baylor to plane shift you back. Anything you're uh, preparing beforehand? I, of course, prepare my spells in 15 minutes. And then cast a 20-minute spell on myself. Honori's <laughs> <laughs> sitting here prepping. She's got her book out. She's trying to commit things to memory, readying herself. Baylor flips through his 15 minutes. All right. Excuse me. I'm going to do some morning stretches. <laughs> Get some coffee as servants come in with some eggs and toast and then starts casting a spell for 20 minutes. At the end of this, you are still not done preparing your spells. So He's one... had breakfast. He's cleaned up. <laughs> one 20-minute... One 20-minute spell and one just standard action spell All right. are my morning preparations. I assume one of them generally sounds like that because it's mage armor. It's not mage armor. You don't mage armor anymore? I have a cloak that has a plus five armor on it. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Fair enough. <laughs> you are literally shrouded with a cloak shield. So, uh... Those, are you going to share with the class what you're preparing, or is this a find out later kind of situation? Uh, I can, I can, I can show the two off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The... <laughs> mm-hmm. This is going to roll for no reason. It's not doing anything now, but I have greater reversion. What is that? Okay. Never even heard of this one. If something drops my health below half... I shift slightly backwards in time and heal some of the damage I have taken. You rewind back to when you didn't have that much damage. Which okay. would have been rewind. 34 if cool. that roll counted. I really would. Could I bank that roll? <laughs> that was a really nice roll. No! <laughs> Making no. me waste my good rolls on spells that don't matter. What's the other one? And the other one... It's not going to show you now that he's wasting rolls. <laughs> Oh, well, this one doesn't roll. Oh, okay. Oh, moment of prescience. Yes, we're familiar that's, with that one. That's always a nice one. <laughs> moment of prescience is always a fantastic piece of uh, equipment for any high-level caster to ready in the morning. And uh, with that... Anytime he... in the next 16 hours, I get a plus 16 on 
okay. most things you would want them on. And now you guys need to wait another 20 minutes or so for Inori to finish repairing your spells. It takes her some time while Siaran relentlessly makes fun of you. But, uh, which does make it a little more difficult. He's highly amused by the situation. The, your wizard friend just transported you to his own personal dimension. Ready to all of his magic, cast a 20 minute like ritual spell on himself and had a nice breakfast and servants brought him while you're sitting here reading through your admittedly though your blessed book, your much nicer spell book, trying to remember the same largely the same pile of spells you cast every day to focus and ready this magic. Siaran finds it amusing. Of course he did. It was a caster that was given 200,000 gold. <laughs> Obviously he got a blessed book. Of course. I what are you going to do not... about that book? Yeah, it's a beautiful book. <laughs> I hate you guys. Mostly Baylor, to be clear. But both of you. A beautiful thing. Um, Dara, readying, restringing his crossbow, polishing his armor, making sure it's as intact and ready as possible. Kahina just desperately wanted to leave as soon as everyone can. I did put on, though, now that we're here in a way and it's not considered a major faux pas, I did put on Eutropia's necklace. So, if we're gonna go kill people in her ooh, name, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay. So, as you pull out Eutropia's necklace, you cinch this chain. Oh no, around your neck. Oh, no, absolutely nothing happens. Ah. <laughs> awesome. You have a fairly plain, I was gonna say nice, but it's not even that nice. You have a fairly standard, decent enough, amber pendant. I'm gonna. I was like, like I said, it's Kahina. the symbolism that counts. Yes, and you do have that. Uh, you will wear it with pride as you seek whoever it was that brought about her death. And then, Baylor takes you from this plane, shifting you yeah. back to the material plane. What? What was that? I, I can just eject someone as a standard action. So this is just one by one. <laughs> oh, you're not even casting a spell. You're just like, <laughs> gone, gone, that, gone. Uh, <laughs> like, gonna be painful? No. Is that something I need to worry about? And Nori, uh, uh, he sees I you mean, poof Kane out of existence because she wants it fast. <laughs> she almost physically lurches backwards, disappearing in a moment. And Nori's like, uh, hold on. It's just what? It's just gone. <laughs> uh, you, you can make a will save if you want. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> he just Dara yeeted just... us out of his <laughs> Before he follows. Uh, are you going directly back to that doorway? Uh, Yeah, just outside of... Well, I, the, the plan was to walk outside. Okay, well, you arrive outside and make <laughs> yeah, your way. Then, and then we yeah, would walk You look right around, see nothing, uh, nothing notably different, make your way back into towards the doorway. The book has not been tipped over, and in addition, the dust has not been disturbed. Ooh. Nobody has left or entered this door. That's what I like to hear. This plan may actually work out. You're doing it, party. You're doing the brain. I... Proud of you guys. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go invisible and go down the stairs to see stuff okay yep okay so you disappear from everyone's view and do you want to go you just start going this isn't a consensus you just start going down the stairs and yeah these lead decent ways downward actually it's certainly not to any 
basement that this place would have possessed that would have been used. Uh, these Those stairs are surely the ones that were rubbled in. This doesn't lead to the heart of the world or anything, but it does lead a little unsettlingly far down, Oof. we'll say. Very quiet the whole way. Very quiet the whole way. Until you finally emerge into a strange chamber. And give me a brief moment to do the thing so that I'm not... Oh, wait, no, I can... Oh, right. Well, 20 powers I never use. Things I can actually do. Wink. Drag Justin Ori. I can take one person. And I need you as well. You arrive here. Alone, invisible, at the mouth of a chamber that widens out to be much, much larger. Making your way into this, you can see as the simple wooden stone steps from the Imperial Archive give way to the walls and floor of this very long room here made of fairly simple masonry blocks. Uh, each one of them just a little bit different in shape and size, but fit together perfectly like a giant elaborate puzzle. As you walk to the edge of this room, you do immediately hear a sort of whispering sound. It just seems to blow through the area down here constantly. Like a conversation hushed, you're just out of range to overhear, but you're not positive exactly where it is that it's coming from. Now what's really interesting about this room directly in front of you is the design. As you make your way to the bottom of the stairs, you enter into a huge antechamber that just extends off in the darkness in front of you, with massive pillars on either side of you leading the way, like the entry to an ancient tomb. And atop these pillars, and also leading down to a series of iron rings set around to the floor, is a huge series of thousands of strands of black and purple silken cord running from the tops of the walls down to the tips of, uh, to the edges of these pillars into these rings set in the floors giving the room a strange appearance of a massive cradle or a cocoon even hmm. uh gonna creep back up the stairs to my team. <laughs> Tell you want to make, make me a perception check? Well, yeah, before I go. Do so. Look around. Yeah. Uh, there's a 31. With a 31, up near the very fringes of your, dish, of your vision where the light starts to fade away, just into darkness, you can see up in these cords. Not resting is not the right word. Waiting seems more appropriate. Just 
lurking. Several of Lady Adela's vampires spawn up above you. It's impossible to tell how many there might be. The room towers 30 feet above you, and the light... Oh, you don't even you don't even have light. You're you're just uh it's it's very 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 dim. You you can see a bit, but uh it just fades into darkness more than 10 15 feet away from you for you, you can't make out any shapes beyond that. Oh, you don't know how many there could be. You don't know this what is... they're waiting for or how they'll react. I, I from what I can tell they I haven't been made. I I'm not like looking in my direction. You do not appear to have noticed, you know. I'm just. Don't seem to have any sense that you're here. Slowly creep back up the stairs, away from them. Alrighty. And you make your way back up to the Imperial Archives. Everyone else. And I would, to the best of my ability, relay everything I saw, including the the vampires just sort of chilling. So that's and what we Ciaran, have to look for. Ciaran went into your mind for a moment there to uh, weigh in on a general situation. Oh, girl. You know what this means, surely? Can't imagine those... Well, whatever they actually are at the end of the day. Those vampires. Weird, possessed... Creatures of hers. Surely aren't gonna be hanging out anywhere. She's not trying to exert some pretty considerable influence. Yeah, there's some... Probably some VIPs down there, huh? Maybe all of them. Maybe all of them. Kind of want to make sure we're on the same page with that one. This almost seems too cliche for my brother, but if I know him... He does have a bit of a flair for the dramatic, I suppose. Might find it amusing and the irony that he isn't. He ain't even hiding. These are his family lands. Literally anyone could spend an hour in a library and find out where Panavar has been the whole time, but... No one would have ever thought to look. That's the kind of thing he'd find funny. Well, hopefully he's down here. Then we can take him down, right? Put an end to Hopefully he's more on the taking him down than him being down there. But hopefully, this might be it. This might, we might find the psycho tracks. If he's still got it, if these them vampires are here, this might be it. Everything that we've been looking for, guys, could be down there. All are, right. we are we prepared for what might happen? Like, this is... This is it. If it's down there, it's go time. If they're down there, it's go time. Then we 
do it step by step. We deal with the vampires first, then we deal with whatever comes next. She's an alchemist, yes? Yeah. I say we torture children and then do whatever we can from... Wait, what? Oh, torch her children. I torch. thought you said torture yeah, children. I also torch heard torture children. children. I was like, 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 I mean, I mean, like no, 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 that's a knowledge local. It's a Bang! And it's a They're undead, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess vampires are undead. I was thinking like vampire corruption because their were creatures are still humanoids. But uh, a full vampire is an undead, yes. So, uh, knowledge, religion. I mean, this is. I'm gonna go ahead and withhold giving you the the questions in lieu of Pathfinder vampires just being a thing that you know about. So. Vampires in Galarian are basically everything you think of when you think vampire. They're, they got literally every bit of it. Of course, they can bite you and suck your blood. They can heal from that and it will kill you very quickly. Uh, they can transform into a bat or a wolf or a swarm or mist. Uh, anyone that's killed by a vampire, they can rise as a vampire thrall underneath the command of the vampire that killed them. They can, with a wave of their hand, call forth swarms of rats or bats. Uh, they can control your mind with a simple look. They cast no shadows. They're very vulnerable to water, fire, and daylight. And being staked. <laughs> like, it's, it's everything you as the players know about a vampire. Largely applies to Galarian vampires, as far as I can tell, minus the garlic thing. I don't think they have any particular weakness to garlic. I was going to, out of superstition... I am wrong. They stab the garlic thing, garlic. too. Oh. Okay, well. You bring they, any wooden crossbow bolts, because those are just from, like long-range stakes. They recoil from the odor of garlic <laughs> and also mirrors. Neither of those things heart vampires, but they don't like it, and it will keep them back. It's At like least one of those temporarily. That, yeah, it's like the candles that keep uh, mosquitoes away. It's even got they can't enter a home unless they're invited in. It's literally everything you've ever heard about a vampire applies to Galarian vampires. So, we have the fancy fire oil. We have Sirocco. I can breathe fire. Pretty sure if we torch the first room, we'll be doing good. I don't know how much stuff is beyond the first room, but if we can keep it as low profile, it might be better. Well, if you can put do the fire bolts then and just bury a bunch of fire bolts into them, I'm sure that will that will take them out swiftly. The Ella's vampires before seemed rather feral. Get the feeling as quiet as we try to be, if they, they come be. screaming at us, it's gonna make as much noise as anything we could really do. 
You happen to have anything that can magically suppress the sound they might emit if we kill them down there? I mean, I've seen it done in combat before. It's nothing I know. I can stop a certain amount of sound. Hmm. How large was that room? To the best of my ability. Uh, How high was the ceiling? You think? Uh, as far as you can tell, it was at least 20, 30 feet up, but it's incredibly yeah, it dark down there. Really dark. 20, 30 feet? Hmm. If we... If we sneak in there, I can try to silence as much of the room as possible. Okay, so we get you down to do that. Silence the room. Dara comes in and me. We'll smash him, take him down quietly. And hopefully go completely smoothly with no incidents whatsoever. I mean... Sounds great. I'm sure it'll work. I could could recall invisibility to get you down there to get you in position for your cast if you need to but you know as you know once you do it I don't know would that break would if his would his cast break his invisibility if he it's not a harmful spell if I put it on him or what cast silence no. I don't think silence no, would silence break it no not break your invisibility no so you get you have to basically if you do anything that either makes an attack roll or forces an enemy to make a save it'll break your invisibility I guess maybe if I cast silence on a particular person, but if I just cast it on a spot. Even if you try to cast it on like Enoria yourself, if you don't cast it on one of them. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's an idea. I could uh, easily make you invisible. Unless you have I've, a scroll or something. I've, I've got invisibility. Okay. We might even have some scrolls. I have invisibility as well. We have an invisibility scroll. I don't need it for that long. Perfect. Are, right. are you even not invisible anymore? It's probably been 16 it's, minutes now. It is right? not. You went down some stairs and came back. I was down there looking around and stuff. I don't, I mean, yeah, for sure like I'll... a minute or two, like down there is 20 seconds down the stairs. And then, then it's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Unless you dismissed it. They're talking to a Nori's disembodied voice. <laughs> it's it's awkward. awkward stuff that she would do anyway. Just stand there and talk to you while she's invisible. Yeah. yeah. All right, then let's go. Well, Try to... here's part one of the plan. We need a way to communicate. Smart. Telepathic bond, always a solid spell. Hmm? Just part of the daily preparations at this point, so all of you can now communicate psionically without needing to make any sound. So, Inori's still invisible. I can turn invisible. If the two of you stay near the top of the stairs out of sight, I can let everyone know immediately when I start this. But it's a it's a long stairwell though. Like that's not gonna be Well, far enough up the stairs to not be seen be seen in the room. They don't have okay. to be okay. 
So is anyone bringing light? It is incredibly dark. You will suffer a constant mischance on everything if you're not named Dara with Dignity's Barb. Because I it's can... very dark. I will use my... We don't want to do it yet. I will use my disguise hat to turn myself into an elf. Gives you low light. Still got a mischance. Mm -hmm. Still got a mischance, but gives me low light. What would you like me to do exactly? I mean, once we light them up, we'll light them up, so... They... How... Is the doorway at the end of the uh, stairs just a regular-sized doorway? Uh, I thought so. I see, I can't... Did, I don't think I saw it down at the, the the full end of the the hallway. Well, no, the, at, at the end of the stairs. It, I think it was a little bit bigger than one one path. It's more like ten feet, I think. Just whatever amount that you need to be where they can't see you through the door. Just stay at that point probably use one of those oils on your bolts for the fire damage and be ready for my signal. I'll right. just pour the fire, fire in the, my... Uh, as far as seeing them, though. And then when you give the signal, I can start telepathically orating my performance. The mind singer. Should I put up light in some capacity when we're down as soon as you start this so we can see him i think after he's done i i still need irony thing components on silence no, I, i'm saying to myself yeah oh. silence still has verbal and somatic components so, so casting silence is itself <laughs> a fairly loud action um i can if you will allow it. I, well, no, you would still have to speak. I don't know. I guess you would not be able to cast it if I were to silence you. <laughs> I don't know if that's something yeah, so in your head. Inori and I go in invisible. As soon as Inori hears me start casting, she can bring in some light. And then Dara and Kahina on the stairs ready to follow okay okay like a plan mm -hmm. so Baylor cloaks himself with the same magic that anori had uh, cast disappear as well both of them now gone from view and you can just faintly make out Baylor's footsteps this is a little less good at this actually you're both pretty terrible at stealthing you'll be able to hear both of you just slowly and gently clacking your way down the stairs and Kahina and Dara just following a bit behind at a relatively safe distance. So, as the two of you, invisible, Baylor and Nori, reach the bottom of the stairs, I have fixed your dynamic lighting to be much more appropriate for what you're actually seeing. You will notice. You're welcome, Shenyu. Let me pull everyone here. 
And, uh, and Baylor, you can see the same scene that I described before. Kahina just barely can make it out the distance. Dara just sees barely the bottom of the stairs. And I will see the room, take very brief look around, and start casting. And is is, is this going to be me getting a surprise round and then initiative? Your surprise round will be casting silence, yes, because no one else knows when you're going to do it. So you will cast silence in a surprise round, then it will move to initiative. So as you weave this magic... Everything falls utterly silent. Is a 20-foot radius, and I'm casting it at the middle of the room, just trying to cover as much of it as possible. As you see two of the vampires here, their faces absolutely contorted with rage, their mouths open, silently screaming, throw themselves... Well, not so much screaming, but angry. Throw themselves down towards the floor, confused. And that will be the initiative. I think this will go one way or the other very quickly. So I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but let's run this one. One way or the other very quickly. I don't like the sound of this that. This fight's gonna Snowball for one of ya. Just by the intrinsic nature of the battle itself. Ah, I always can't. And select your tokens. Okay, you try no, real hard to Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Gotcha. Huh? Nothing. And actually rolled good for a change. So they're probably about 15 feet up right now above the, above the ground and their various posts up in these cables. And as they jump through them down towards you, Kahina will be the first to react. Dari, you're on deck. You can't see anything. You can't hear anything. But you heard Baylor cast a spell. You know, it's started. You're muted. So, I will, uh, since I'm first, I will start my mental performance to the four of us, and then step on up. Everyone can hear in their mind her song ring through. Dara, you can see nothing. You can hear. You heard the cast, but. Don't okay, know so I see happening. nothing, but I can. I know. I trust in my ability to sense when they're close enough that I can do something. So I'm going to kind of step into the middle of the hall. I can't really do that, but so enough that I Hold can up. see Inori. Oh, I guess I actually do have to go on the left side of the wall so I can see Inori. Well, not see Inori, but know where she is. Um, you, and then I am going. You don't know where anyone ready. is. You can see Kahina. Well, she's. Uh, I can see. Got I, the I, thing. I have the mind no. sense. No. The mind sense. Oh, life sense. Actually, you're right. You can see Bella and uh, Inori because yeah. you have that life sensing headset. This is exactly I what that's for. Yes. I just have to have a direct shot at either of them. So I'm going to ready. Anything comes flying out of the distance, and as soon as they hit 
as soon as they like burst into light hitting my sense i'll uh, i'll uh try and shoot them out there shoot them down okay so you're gonna ready uh ready a shot Baylor. Uh, it is also gridded by the way okay i think you can actually choose when you shoot i don't know if you have to technically declare that in advance oh okay cool so in the middle of the room we're actually just outside the silence. Okay, you guys are. Let me let me give you a yeah. bubble. Yeah, let me give you guys a. Because a... we don't want to step in that. Side of the room. I know it's hard to do when you. All right, there we go. Do it on the GM layer. You can't see it. <laughs> okay. Just an aura of silence. Uh huh. I can see it. I know where the edge of it is. Well. Seems like best to do right now is going to be the fire idea. <laughs> uh, the fire idea is always a solid pickup, right? You can never go wrong with it. Is it the Sirocco fire idea? Do you have another flavor of fire idea? It's the fire lasers. Ah, Scorching ray. Fair enough. Makes sense to me. So, one to my left. Going to get... 22 okay, 20... on a flat-footed touch. Yeah, she hits it. <laughs> 22, and then the second one's a 28. So it's both on the leftmost one, right? Yeah. All right. And third one's a 27. Oh, Assuming oh, all I of those are going to yeah, hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flat footed dice, definitely all hit. All right. You so, hit modifiers. They're real now. We're going to get a 19 fire damage on the first. Okay. Unless they're weak to it. I mean, Maybe 19 more. is a number. I can, I can math it, yeah. Yep. 13 on the second and a 17 on the third and so and that is going to be a total of 49 oh. 49 fire damage blasted through this vampire as it comes down that is of course going to reveal you as you appear yep. gunning these scorching rays up to the creatures jumping down curiously to the floor and now her mouth would erupt into a wordless scream of feral rage but uh you you feel like it does 49 damage you don't feel like fire is any intrinsically more effective on this creature well then with another quick word i'm gonna get some protection because i just made a vampire very angry he's pretty bad anori <laughs> all right it's going down i am going to five foot step into the corner and cast some Dancing the lights right here in the center. Give us some light, some illumination. Oh, okay. Solid idea. Let me grab one of those real quick. Let me grab us a little lighterino. So the dancing light is the same light as a torch, right? Yeah, and it can and... it can spread in, in, in pretty much a big wide circle. I'm pretty sure. Uh, how far? can it go i just want to illuminate both of them and maybe a little bit of surrounding yes. area and as you cast that up into the center of the room 
to illuminate, uh, let everyone see what's coming in, you do reveal two more of the vampires further back in the room, also launching themselves forward. There are four of them. That, of course, does not reveal you. So yes. Okay. I'm good, then. Uh, all right. So, deluge of vampires. Uh, because we ran, we rolled all party, all vampires. Because you guys pretty high rolled initiative. Uh, this one, these two are very attracted to the eruption of fire that is happening down here. They're going to launch themselves down towards Baylor. While the ones in the back scurry forward silently to be included. But that's not all they got is scurrying forward quietly wanting to be included. They have a double move to get to you. Uh, but Baylor, you are going to take two of these claw strikes. Um... And that would activate your AOO and I guess one of your choice. Well, I was just wondering, can I can I hit it when it enters my 30-foot area or does it get its full move action? What 30-foot area? Of my mind sight. It's life sight. They're not alive. You can't see them then anyway. You can see now. The, the room's lit up. Oh, I thought because they were intelligent. Okay, but never mind then. Oh, um, is it mind or life? Am I wrong? It was mind sight. What's it called again? Is it just called uh, that? Blind sense of 30 feet. Uh, yeah, it's a circlet of mind sight. Okay, am I wrong? It affects teachers with an intelligence. Oh, thinking spot. creatures. That are yeah, so oh, they're susceptible to mind affecting effects, which they're not because they're undead. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're mind. They're even in, in kind of a weird thing that I don't necessarily agree with. Even mindless or uh, intelligent undead are still mindless and mm. can't be afflicted by mind affecting things. So, yeah, they're undead, so you can't see them. But you can okay. regular see them because the room is lit because Anori cast dancing lights. Oh, okay, okay. So can like you can I... you can see what you can see on the screen. You can see them, right? I didn't screw this up. You can see them. Yeah, no, no, no. I okay. can, I can. I just didn't really. I just. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just still thinking as not in six second turns is that we were all going at the same time. But um, so can I since if I tried to pin that one as soon as it started to move, can I block it from moving, or is that not? Uh, absolutely. I mean, well, the problem is that it's nothing to pin it to until it gets down to the ground because it's coming down from above. Okay. The so other two that are running away. in, these two that ran from across the room, drop to the floor and scramble. You can definitely pin one of them if you want to use that. But these, the two in the front come down from above. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try and, and because this is my reaction. Uh, I will it's still incredibly try. quiet, but at this point I'll fix it for next stream. You're near and audible, but well, I'll fiddle. Okay, is that better? Not really, I can fix it for next stream. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'll just shoot. I'll just then they can come forward, and I'll just shoot down because it's just my regular turn, then, right? Uh, it is one shot. Oh, okay. Did okay. you want to? You ready, right? You shoot. You shoot one time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll just shoot one of them. You want to show? You actually can't see the only one that's injured, so dealer's choice, I suppose. The other one that looks like it's coming in swinging. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So that's forty. Forty will hit as this one launches down towards Baylor as the light fills the room as it jumps down. Uh, 23. 23 damage. Now there's two slightly wounded vampires. Alrighty, and then... Then... The two of them will swing up Baylor. What's Tracy? 28 would shield up. 28 would shield up. I had to scroll past like nine paragraphs of immunities and weaknesses to get down to the actual stat block of the vampire. 
Alright, these are weird boys. Okay. So there's one. There is two. Uh, one of them is going to catch you and one of them is going to miss. As they almost get in each other's way. As they run completely mindlessly and wordlessly towards you. Uh, and the one claw that catches you does only deal nine damage. But they're vampires. They're filled with a powerful, near-overwhelming negative energy. Make me a fortitude save. And this is negative energy? It is negative energy. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's the 20. Yep. All right, Kahina. And then, Biller, you're on deck. Okay. So... I am... I guess one of these would actually provoke for me as it came in, so you'd get one swing. Oh, I do get one swing. Okay. I forgot you had a reach weapon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do... Thirty. 30 hits. And fifteen. Damage. Fifteen. All right, now take your turn. Now take my turn. Just open her mouth, and in a thirty-foot cone in front of her, fire just erupts from her mouth. So you can blast. The three in front of you or the three to the left of you? Do you want to leave the rightmost one or the leftmost one out? I'll leave the rightmost one for a Nori to take care of. I want to work on the ones that are already injured. Fair enough. So I'm going to make three reflex saves. Um, they are all going to pass. Mm -hmm. So each of them will take six fire damage from your dragon breath. As you let loose, what's this would be probably an interesting one a crackling cone of fire that falls silent almost immediately as it leaves your mouth, but you can still see mm -hmm. searing the vampire spawn in front of you. Mm hmm. And then, um, so that's my action, so, um, I guess that's it. I right. don't think Baylor, I have it. Baylor, and you're on deck. This sounds fun. <laughs> That's never good. That's never I'm good. I'm going to five foot step back. And once again. As you five foot step back, they both advance with you. Ah. Uh, Keeping ooh, in step. See. Pursuing through your retreat. Well then. They are feral and will not let their prey escape that easily. It's concentration check time, then. It is concentration check time. You cannot simply back away from the feral vampire children. They are very angry. Well, I'm going to cast a third level spell, which is 15 plus double spell level, so DC 21, and my concentration's 24. <laughs> I don't even think that one's fell concentration check, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother you. Like, okay, this this thing is attacking near akin to an animal, not intelligently. You've defended yourself from far worse. This just amuses me. And I'm going to pull up a jagged ball of force and blast it into the one on the left. All right. 
Here we go with the force pounding again. 29 will do it. And I'll do another two of the one in front of me. Down the line. 36 will definitely do it. And then the one on the left again, just for good measure. Yeah, just because screw that one. That would hit you. Screw her specifically. Definitely also hits her as well. These are so, some hot rolls. Two hits on the left, one on the one in front of you. Two 36s coming out of the attack rolls. It's just the day. It is. All right, so one on the left takes 25 from the first. And the save doesn't reduce the damage, right? No, it just stops them from not being knocked prone. Oh my god, the rolls. Wow, you actually just <laughs> blow her apart. Okay. That spell was phenomenally high rolled. And that's the uh, that's the knockback thing. So that's just going to yeah. blast her apart and uh, knock her back away. If you do roll the CMB check... Wait, is it after all balls have landed? Uh, it'll... I get a bonus for targeting the same one more than once. Okay, so roll no. the CMB check first. That's gonna be... So I hit her with two. It's gonna be a 50. CMD is 29. So she gets launched back across the room. Uh, the sheer force of these rockets throwing her body further back from where she came from in the first place. As the first one collides and she goes flying, the second one hits her, she explodes. <laughs> like an overinflated balloon, gushing a shower of dark blood all around her dead body. But fortunately, she's way over there, so that doesn't affect you. Neat. Well, here's the damage on the other Silent one. Silent explosion also. There, uh, see, it's okay. You got the damage where you needed it. Only an 11 on that one. And a 32 on the bull you, rush for her. And you knock her back into the silence. She comes out screaming with rage briefly for a moment before just being thrown right back in the shut-up circle. All right. Inori. Dara, you're in deck. Since I'm still invisible, the act of casting a spell provoke would i even have to defensively cast it no they're not aware of you beautiful okay then. you did cast dancing lights that was before, which is verbal and somatic so they like heard words but they're not looking at you at all they, they don't okay. they heard talking but they have no idea where you are so all right uh then while they're they're focused over there i'm gonna quickly uh enhance crn with um, some fire and some lightning, and he's gonna be a bit more keen, real quick. All right. And I am gonna do some spell combat here. First one being something with my um, spell strike gloves. Deliver a spell that usually isn't able to be spell struck. Wild lightning is going to cackle through the sword as I swing at this beast. So I'm going okay. to attack first, I guess. See if it even hits. Okie dokie. 
Yeah, you gotta, gotta hit him first, because it's, it's turning it into a touch attack. Right, right. Uh, 37. 37 will absolutely hit and discharge all this lightning through the nearest of the spawn. Alright, so there's that. Sword damage is 21. Okay. Wait. That was 7. No, that was a 14 in there, Mike. Yeah. 2d6. Lightning and elements off of my uh, sword attack there. It's fire and lightning, if that matters. Seven we'll total. go ahead and say the big one is the fire, and the lightning dissipates against her entirely. Uh, she's resistant to electricity. Okay. And time for the spell, which is going to be. Uh, where did I just had it here? Sorry, I, I I had um, here it is pyrotechnic eruption. Ooh, okay, okay. So forty white, yeah, jets shoot out of the ground and surround them. You hit her with a fire show, and she fails the save Oof. and takes a ton of fire damage. Just. Barely still alive. And it stays on her until essential. Or how many. More rounds. <laughs> A number of rounds that she probably won't survive to see. Right. Uh, okay, since I did that, can I five foot to attack somebody else in spell combat? Or is Absolutely. that. Okay, that's what I would like to do. Attack the middle guy. I'll get her on fire. This would be my actual real attack. First one. And uh, that's a 35. 35 is gonna hit. Great. Black blade damage, 15. Okay. And now they're all starting to, they've all become all wood and you started to cut through all of them. Fire and light, uh, lightning dissipates, so the first fire is the first one, I guess. Fire. I think I got a second one for the last roll, so I'll put a three on this one. Three fire. Oh, damage. that's fair. That's fair. And for the third and f No. Second. Three injured vampires in front of you. Second normal strike. Second normal well, strike. Well, if you, if you spell struck, Ooh. that goes into your first one, doesn't it? Does it give you a bonus one? Doesn't matter. Natural one. Yeah, that one. The. the give me one no, more. Because the spell strike is, yeah, yeah. Right. Right, you just deliver with your sword instead. Oh, that's not good, 16. Yeah, so these last two are just going to uh, swing wide. But Dara, now left here very much with a line of vampires in front of him. Yeah, so All I'm just at least gonna... a bit injured, one bursting with white fire. Yeah, so I'm going to. I see the one on the left is kind of going after it looks like it's set on Baylor. Like it it, it it looks pretty set. Um so I'm gonna just firing line kind of go start from left and see how far I get. Uh, and I'm gonna grit four of the shots and then the last one she's gonna be naturally gritted. Alright, just working your way down the line all against touch AC. Yeah. Shooting gallery. 
It's literally a shooting item. I see a 20, oh, I see a 20, I see a 19. 19. <laughs> and a 7 is my crit for the day. It is! <laughs> so the first three are all critical threats. Wow. And the last two both hit. So you rolled... I'm, it doesn't... It's Realistically, with your modifier, you'd have to roll a nat one twice because Ziggy's barb takes the better. Uh, so I'm not going to spend the time to confirm those. You would have to roll two consecutive nat ones to fail to confirm any of those. So three solid bot bolts just burying themselves into these completely inflated blood monsters. And uh, Baylor also, Santa Cant has given you a hero point Ooh. for your invisibility planning. <laughs> Give me your crit damage on the first shot. Okay, so first shot is 18, 17, 19. Very weak. Give me your crit Very damage weak. on the second shot. That was terrible. That was terrible. Okay. Uh, second shot is 20. Then 19. What the heck? And 21. That was terrible. Shot. But it's enough. That was terrible. It's okay. She we got it down. pops like a blood balloon. They're going to be the third <laughs> round of second vampire. Okay. Second vampire is 22 that's better 24 that's better better at 20 um, and then you have two normal hits and two normal hits come with on an 18 and then last hit is a 21. So I was certainly going to pop the middle one as well. So with this salvo, you blow up the first two of these vampires, leaving only the one that's raging aflame. Uh, and as they explode, and Kahina and Inori are washed with this blast of pressurized blood, uh, Kahina, I need two fortitude saves, and Inori, I need one. Okay. Dara does not panic. He aims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. Geez. Session reroll, please. 29. All right, solid. Yeah, I'm going to reroll that. <laughs> okay. Go for it. That's better. 26. And one more. 31. Okie dokie. Uh, so we're only left with one of these spawn left here, which is just silently burning in these pyrotechnics. And in just a confused rage, is gonna lash out towards Inori, not even seemingly intelligent enough to run away, just pure blind and feral. What's your AC? 30. 30, you say. Roll once, roll twice, and uh, oh, both these claws actually will connect with you. Feral, but ferocious, and with incredibly sharp and deceptively powerful claws. Uh, so you, well, deceptively easy, easily rending claws, rather. But they're not, they're not particularly powerful, and they're not particularly dangerous. At these two hits, you take 12 and then 16 damage. So you take uh, 28. Like, it's not hitting you very hard, it's just flailing at you, and its claws are sharp enough. They can rip through your Kiko armor relatively easily, but it doesn't, it doesn't do 
very much to you. But I need two fortitude saves. Two fortitude saves, okay. Twenty-eight. Okay. Twenty-seven. And uh, with both of those, you feel the numbness, the telltale tingle of necromantic magic, of negative energy, rather, kind of ream through you with each strike, but you hold it off, you resist it. Well, since I have a 10-foot reach, I'm gonna... Step back a little bit. Yeah, so I'm gonna step out of the splash zone. And, uh... I'm gonna do the thing. Whoop. You're gonna whoop at him? I'm gonna whoop at him. him. I'm gonna use my whooping stick. Uh, 33. Ben whooped at 33 hits. Eight. For 22 damage. And then... And one Sonic. No Sonic, they had a silence field. Sonic. Ah. Oh, they are. Never mind. Is that another explode, or...? Still up, still up. On, on my turn, anyway. Second attack, minus She definitely five. has more than one attack. Yeah, she's got iteratives now. Yeah. I can do that. Uh, Just roll d20. Okay. Sure, that hits. Uh, and with that, give me your damage. Okay. Your AC is not high. That is the pop. That's the burst. And that's the showering Inori once more with his spray of gore. Inori, make me the fortitude save. Oh, a session re-roll. Re-roll. <laughs> two nat ones on these saves with the two session re-rolls right at the end. I'm definitely getting into session re-rolls because they really stupidly promote this kind of gameplay. It's incredibly meta. But a 22 does make it. I thought, well, we have the two. Yeah, and the session's almost over, which is not a mechanic that exists in games, so you're using all of them because it's the end of the session. I'm definitely getting into these. It's a hugely meta mechanic. And I would have used it anyway. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but this probably would have rewritten it lends itself to this regularly, where they don't get used all session, and then they both mysteriously get blown the last ten well, minutes. Well, we kind but, of uh, just steamrolled everything else. Didn't really need them. You've failed a lot of reflex saves against terrible things. Not this it's, session. Yeah, force cage, magical shadow bubble. But they couldn't like go it, anywhere. It really lends itself to meta, yeah. a meta breaky thing that I'm not a fan of. Besides, we have plenty of hero points. You guys, all, I'm pretty sure have a decent pool of them at this don't. point. No one gives me hero points. Oh, you gotta oh, give me a ton of hero points. Where'd they all go? We've used them. I don't like, know. I, can't I don't. I don't like session rerolls. Maybe. Yeah, that's maybe you are the GM. Maybe so I'm fine. wrong. I don't like session rerolls. We'll figure it out. I feel like it just adds such a meta component. That was the end of session. I use them all. But uh, I don't know. I think it just sort of worked out that way. Today. I, I, well, it's not, I, I it's think not just hard today. ones against exploding vampires. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not a just today of... thing. It's almost every session. Like sometimes they get used early, but it's it's more often than not they all get blown at the very end because we know the session's about to end. And it's it's odd and it makes. But I'll think about it. I'll think. I'm not gonna need your get rid of them anyway. As they're all defeated and still in this art of complete silence, you're left just seeing all of these cables running down to these rings, these pillars in the room, just silently waving 
with the leftover energy from the vampires leaping forth from them. It's just barren. Nothing. You can hear the faint spray of blood on the walls behind you as they pop outside the range of the silence, Ara. But no screaming, no hissing, no sounds of their explosions. All four of them blow up inside the silence, just quietly. An unsettling way to do it, really. But that's going to end it for today. I told you I'd go relatively quick. I told you it would not be a long one.